The following episode of FOFOP is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. FOFOP advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Tofop. Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson, a returning guest, Charlie Clawson. Uh, look, we just uh, do this podcast wherever the fuck we are. It yeah. doesn't matter. We just take it on the road. It's Daniel Sauce. Hello, Daniel. Hello. Uh, we're in Perth now. Yeah, this is the... This is our fourth place we've done it. It's like a progressive meal. Yeah. Yeah, you can do it at different stages uh, in our friendship in different parts of the world. Well, we've also done it in public twice as well. Oh, God, oh, yeah. You know, so we've done it privately, well, so, but we've yeah. also been exhibitionists. We've sh- you know, we've done it with other people. We've had <laughs> yeah. we've had a couple of group situations where, where just, it wasn't just us, but we, we were still we in it. We did it so well privately yeah. that we were just like, you know what? This is wasted on just us. Right, we should get we some should, other people involved. Yeah, a lot of people need to see this. And other people that we know that are good at it. But let's get loads of people to pay to watch us. Have you ever been to an orgy? Um, no, but I have a friend that has. Okay, all right. And uh, your friend that has, I assume you've asked your friend who has questions about the orgy? Yeah. Uh, What was the, like, how does an orgy work? Because a friend of mine recently got invited to an orgy and she hasn't been yet. But like, so it's wait, so it's a scheduled one, or it's an ongoing orgy. It's it, well, it's yeah, it's an ongoing orgy. Oh, I don't think it's going at the moment, and she's just going to tag in at some stage. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hey, uh, Gary's going to get puffed around Thursday, so yeah. we need you to. That's his banana break. He just gets out, drinks lo- drinks lots of uh, yeah. liquids, eats a lot of bananas, a lot of porridge, just get that stamina back up, and then you can tag out Saturday morning, or if you're still feeling strong, Peter needs to come in Saturday evening. Right? Yeah, you know his what? His mum's in town. It's it, you're a substitute. Yeah, you're just, just a sub. Just yeah. a sub for the. Orgy. Yeah. It's like he's going in the sin bin. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Which is not the name of any of her vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That is the name of one particular woman's vagina. And she's very proud of it. Yeah. But you have to guess. Yeah. It's a prize at the end. <laughs> Fuck us all. And at the end, if you get to name whose vagina was called the sin bin, you win a free ticket back. That's a great uh, TV concept. It's called the sin bin. And one of you have to fuck eight women on television and then work out which one's <laughs> vagina was indeed the sin bin. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, which is really hard because it's like, does it mean it's the worst or it's just the one that you spend a short amount of time in but angry while you do it? Or one that the whole time you're in there you're complaining? Or is it just a breather? I mean, I think this is the mystery of the show. Yeah. Like, you- I mean, if it was very obvious, it'd be easy to identify. But it, that's, yeah. that's the great enigma of it is like we, we constantly are challenged to examine to ourselves what we think the sin bin is. Yeah, what is our own, what is our own sin bin? I mean, I think it's a post-feminist feminist statement. That's what I think it is, I imagine, yeah. right? Yeah, right, I mean, ladies? We're, we're two white straight guys. We should know, right? Yeah, we. Uh, I think you'll find, <laughs> if you go on the internet, the leading experts in feminism <laughs> are white men. White men. We're in charge of it. And we're white men. So. Yeah, so why, ladies, you were doing feminism well, but we thought we'd help. Yeah, no. In so that sh- really condescending way that we do with every other struggle that we're not part of. Well, yeah, okay. Big <laughs> shout out to gay and black people. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> etc. Yeah. Big yeah. shout out to everyone else who isn't a white straight man. It's um, welcome back to White Guys Can't Empathize. Oh, it's a callback to a previous episode. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, at, so she's been invited to an orgy. He, oh, right, you're right. She, she, yeah. she has been invited to an orgy. And so I said to her, I said, are, are you going to go? She goes, yeah, I'm going to go. She's like, I just am interested in... Fucking fair one. I don't think I'd... Turn it down. Well, that's okay. So that's my question to you. Like, okay, so let's put some provisos on this okay. because I, I think uh, a would you go to an orgy? That's the first question I'm going to ask you. Just let's answer this. Do you think that there is some possibility in some circumstances where you would go to an orgy? Yes. Okay. Now let's narrow it down a little bit more. Would you go to an orgy where you knew people, oh. or would you feel more comfortable? As like an orgy with strangers, or would you like to have a friend or a couple of friends there or something? I w- yeah, I'd probably go with some mates, right? Not mates that I'd f- fuck, but right. like I'd probably go with a friend of mine uh, who I won't name, but <laughs> I'll name one. I'll name one of the other ones. I'll name I'll yeah. name Kai Humphreys. He's right. a girlfriend now, but let's in this hypothetical. Yeah. This is I mean, this is a hypothetical situation. Yeah. You can't hypothetically cheat on someone at a hypothetical orgy. Yeah. I'd hypothetically bring... I'm not even cheating. I'm just concerned for the hypothetical cheating my friend is doing on his... In this That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't want Kai to hypothetically cheat in your hypothetical orgy yeah. no, no. situation. No, I don't... Because I don't that would put me in a hypothetical quandary. I mean, Because also, of the whole way through the orgy, I've just been like, I don't know if I should tell, hypothetically tell uh, his girlfriend that he's hypothetically cheating on her. I mean, hypothetically, she could be cheating on him in this hypothetical situation. Oh, that is true, yeah. yeah. Imagine if you went to the hypothetical orgy and, and she was there. hypothetically there. That would be hypothetically awkward. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd probably go with him just because he's... When he was single, he was a big fan of threesome with his guy friends because his logic was, and still is, everything's better if your friend's there. Oh, everything's funner with your friends. So he's always... Even now, because he was having an argument... Not an argument, but discussion with his girlfriend. She was like, you know... They were talking, doing that standard threesome conversation that all couples go through. She was like, oh, you know, if we were to, you know, uh, I was like, would you ever have a threesome? She was like, only if I could have one the other way around and, re- and return two guys. And Kai's like, which is normally the Trump move for the guy. Right. Who goes, but Kai's like, yeah, awesome. Yeah, pick one. Like, who? Who you want it to be? Like, she's like, ah, no, I've, I've miscalculated this massively. Yeah, she's she's dropped the uh, the devil's threesome card. Way, you know, the, yeah. the, the two guys, one woman and like the one that normally. And that's actually his preferred threesome. And he's like, well, yeah, that's one. But yeah. what's the other one you're what's talking about? Winter <laughs> <laughs> It just is mind blowing. <laughs> oh god, maybe that is the situation, huh? I'll ask him. Um, so um, I would. I, I, I don't know about the like. See, I'm in that situation. I'm a little bit more like I don't think that I want my friends there. I don't know if I want to be like in an orgy situation with people that I actually like am friendly with. Um, see, with guys, just we've been we've toured together for fight. I'm just there's nothing. There's nothing you don't know. We've swam uh, naked in the sea on ecstasy together. Like we're we're, we're there. The ecstasy. The, ah, hey, how did I miss that? It come was on, right there. I know wordplay. Oh. So <laughs> I'm so annoyed at myself. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I guess like much like the orgy situation or swimming in the sea on ecstasy, you come out at the end salty. Yes. So, <laughs> and you don't know what bit you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you go to an orgy situation now. Um, would you 
uh, definitely participate, do you think, on the first night? Like, or would you go to an orgy and just kind of, like, get, get, have a look around, kind of do a little orgy recce, kind of work out what the orgy situation was? Or do you think you'd definitely be, like, if I'm going to an orgy tonight, I'm taking part in the orgy? I would probably go there with the idea of being like, look, I'll just scope out. But realistically, I'm, I'd probably join him when I got there. But I know for the full walk there, I'd be like, I, I probably won't. I would be saying to myself, I probably won't join in. But knowing full well, it's a 95% chance that I will. It's like the difference between me saying, I won't drink tonight, or I probably won't drink tonight. Because when I say, I won't drink tonight, that means I won't drink tonight. And when I say, I probably won't drink tonight, that means I will drink tonight. Yeah, I absolutely will. Yeah. The se- <laughs> there is just the second it's offered to me. <laughs> I'm drinking right now as I'm telling you this. You realise, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but um, this is technically not tonight. <laughs> this is this afternoon. I might get so drunk this afternoon that I probably won't drink tonight. That's what I meant. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> fine print. A lot of fine print. Um, so you go along. You're in this orgy situation. I, I don't know how the orgy starts. This is one of the things that's interesting to me. Is oh, like, yeah. Is there like a bell or is there like a pre-sort of... I assume there's pre-mingling or whatever. You can't just like walk in the door and start, start orging but straight away. Surely there's not going to be thought. snacks or anything. I mean, I think there is. I feel like finger there foods? is. Finger foods? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> finger foods and fingering, a night of orgies. Yeah, um, yeah I, I like... Whores do their... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's two good ones in a row. Do you have a third one up your sleeve? Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> no. No, I don't. Ah, I'm gonna roll the pressure on to me. Um, so, uh, I would like to think there's a speech at the start. That's what I would like. I would like some sort of ceremony. No, what? When you say speech, do you mean like a? Are we talking more TED talk, Scout talk? Or just team talk. I mean, I hadn't really worked it out. I would just like a talk of some kind. Maybe like at the start of Fight Club, they could be like the first rule of Orgy Club, club. is you do not no. talk about Orgy Club. Second rule except of- to your fit friends. Second yeah. rule of Orgy Club is if it's your first Orgy, you, you must Orgy. You must, yeah. <laughs> Put down the horse d'oeuvres yeah. and Orgy on. But if it is anything like Fight Club, at the end of it, you just realize that you've been masturbating in a corner for the whole time. <laughs> Because you've not actually been orgying with anyone. It's a guy. You've been orgying with yourself. <laughs> it's a guy who thinks he's in an orgy, but it's all just a projection of his subconscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And other people are just watching him masturbate. It's literally the opposite of an orgy. It's one guy <laughs> masturbating and everyone watching. Whereas an orgy is everyone fucking and nobody's watching. Okay, so would you watch? Like, is that something that you would, would you go around and have a look at other people having orgies? I wouldn't like, I, no, see, and even that, now that we get further on into it, I, w- I definitely would join in. I can't just watch people having sex. I, that would make me feel creepy. The, what, a guy that just goes to watch the orgy? That's, you know. I mean, I think some of the people who are in an orgy are probably exhibitionists, though. So the idea that there are people watching them. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, they, they hate that, like, um, you know, fuck like nobody's watching yeah. you know, thing because they're like, no. I want to like fuck him. like everybody's watching. Uh, so, okay, well, fair point. Okay. I I would just be, I would feel weird if I would, I would feel okay. pervy if I That's just right. stood there watching. No, I appreciate that. Now, in your orgy situation, do you think that you would orgy with more than like, I mean, I know an orgy is like by its very nature meant to be more than like one person, but yeah. you could have like a one-on-one orgy in within a bigger orgy or do you think that you would like, 
orgy on. Oh no, I, it's an all you can. It's an all you can fuck buffet right. at that point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not. I'm not here just for the prawn crackers. Like I've not paid the entry fee just to get wonton soup for an hour. I'm fucking. <laughs> I'm going everywhere. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Okay, that, that's, I mean, that's a fair point. I, well, I think, but then how do you think, what do you think the rules are of the orgy about moving on? Like, how do you, because I mean, this is why I'm saying- Is it, it like musical chairs? Once the musical music stops, you pop out and you- Well, I guess this is what I'm saying about the idea of there being like some sort of speech at the start. Because I would yeah, like there to be rules. some sort of guidelines of like, you know, this is the sign that, that you're going to move on. Or, or this just is like the, the signs that you get beside swimming pools- which is oh, yeah, yeah. no diving. Yeah. Obviously, that's still the same one. Uh, uh, and then a little asterisk. Yeah. Muff diving, fine. Muff diving, fine. Yeah. yeah. Go in the shallow end. That's where all the people that go to the gym are. <laughs> but if you go to the deep end, it's all the hippies. <laughs> <laughs> and only go to the deep end if you can handle it. <laughs> And the wife guards watching. I'm on a pun roll here. I've I know. You, do, you really are. It's good. We found a good area for you. Orgy puns. <laughs> <laughs> He's Scotland's number one orgy pun comedian. <laughs> take, next take, next uh, show title. Take that, Frankie Boyle. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> G Scotland's uh, produced... Like, just, we'll get back to the orgy, yeah. no doubt. But G Scotland's got a fine history of producing some of the best comedians in the world. Why do you think that is? Why is Scotland a country that has produced so many world-class stand-up comedians? Um, I, I, I don't know. Because even if, like, I, I fully agree with you, but I would also say, like, being on the circuit there, like, a lot of my favourite comics working now are Scottish comedians that just haven't, you know, broken through yet. And the open circuit there is very, very strong. Um, it must be, like, we're a small country. It's only six... Uh, million with it's a small sort of circuit so i reckon that floats to the top quicker and also because we're we're miserable it's like a it's like a we're happy but miserable but we're happy being miserable sort of thing and that's an attitude that you don't really get in other places we're I very self-deprecating but yep. we're still very like there's i always think you look at the frankie boyle billy Connolly, and uh, kevin bridges all the same thing in common which is you, you'd love to talk to them in a pub. Like, they just rip everyone. They don't mind getting ripped themselves. It's just a very open... I do love that idea of your misery making you happy because I do think that is very Scottish. Oh, okay. Like, the only way we can be happy is to be miserable so we can be happy about the fact that we're miserable. Yeah. Well, I didn't realise this wasn't something... Because <laughs> I always got told how angry I was. Like, when I drive a car, I got a lot of road rage. And yeah. my car in my English room was like, you get so angry. And at that moment, I realised there are people out there that don't enjoy being angry right. or being miserable. When I'm miserable or I'm pissed off, I feel fucking alive. I'm like, this is where I write most of my jokes. It's right. really good. I'm like, yeah, fuck everything. Fuck this thing. Fuck, I'm get, I get, oh, really, yeah. Outside of drugs, it's the most alive I feel. I mean, th I think that's like what, like, it's like Scottish relationship to food. I know it's a cliche thing to talk about, you know, the quality of Scottish food, mm -hmm. but there is some... Which is excellent, is what you're going for, correct? No, but here's the thing. <laughs> I, no, I know that Scottish people don't even think it's excellent. <laughs> I think it fits into exactly what you're talking about. It's like, shit, but we love it. Our food is so shit that we're happy that it's shit. Yep, yep. It's greasy, deep fried <laughs> deep pizza, fried. deep fried ice cream, deep fried cream eggs. Oh, I mean, it's not like you guys don't know that's terrible food. No, of course we do. <laughs> but we're like, yeah, but we made it. Like, look at what, like, we're just, yeah, it's worth, we're a tiny, tiny country. The population of Scotland is less than the population of London City. Right. And, uh, 
Yeah, it's just a fucking... I mean, also, we've got the biggest arts festival in the world. What is... Uh, so I reckon you see a lot of comedy from a young age in Scotland. I guess that's it. And it's intrinsic to the character of the city. Like, Edinburgh, in particular, is known for having the world's biggest arts festival, yeah. fringe arts festival, arts and fringe arts festivals. And... I guess that puts a big imprint into the city. I mean, when you were a stand-up comedian in Australia back in the day, now you can stay wherever you are really in Australia. Mm. But in the old days, you had to move to Melbourne. And it wasn't really that Melbourne had so many more comedy clubs or anything than anywhere else. It had the festival. Mm. And it oh. had that's where people thought... And Melbourne audiences were proud of the fact that they were the comedy city. You know, yeah. it was identified with the city. Um, is Gordon Ramsay Scottish? Yeah. How do Scottish people feel about Gordon Ramsay? Is he like a, a Scottish like hero or is he somebody they have a complicated relationship with? No, I think because he's so big now, I think later on there was, oh, earlier on even, there might have been, we do get a bit of the tall poppy syndrome, as everyone does, uh -huh. which is, I don't know if you guys, is it called the same over here? Yeah, well, we have it, you have it. America yeah. doesn't have it. No, no, no. America has the opposite of it. Which is, yeah, push the lowest of the top. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Cut everyone down to the smallest level. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think, think there was a bit of that, but Gordon Ramsay was really easy. He wasn't like an annoying Scottish person. He was just being a cunt to people, and we were like, yeah. He's got, like, when he went to America, normally like, oh, you're going over to America? We, why? And he's like, to shout at them. We're like, yeah, all right, yeah. All right. I mean, if you're going over there to be big and famous, but if you're just going over there to call everyone a cunt and a stupid sandwich... On you carry, sir. Right. If you are willing to just tell people their fuckwits until they cry on television. <laughs> we that is exactly yeah. Go. We'll pay your we'll pay your passport. You can come back anytime. He was we'll, sent out on behalf of Scotland. Yeah. As to, an ambassador for everything that is Scottish. To just get everyone in America to just calm the fuck down a bit. Right. Just <laughs> hot Hut it back, guys. Just wind it in, bar bags. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to the orgy. Yes. So um yeah, the moving on, I think, would be a difficult thing because you don't want to, like, offend anyone or, like, you know. Yeah. You don't want to be like, I'm done with you sort of thing. Well, no. the other thing is, like, how do you choose? Because there's only so much. So for, go back to your buffet sort of food analogy, right? When you go to, like, you know, an all-you-can-eat restaurant, the trick is you don't want to fill up on the, like, the bread and stuff at the start yeah. because then you can't, like, enjoy, you know, the, the nicer stuff, right? Yeah. Is, you is get, there you a danger in this situation that, you know, you use up all your energy, like, you know, yeah. before you get to the... Well, it's the opposite of an orgy cause, and, and the buffet, because in a buffet, you don't want to fill up too fast quickly, but in an orgy, you don't want to empty too quickly. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so I think, yeah, maybe you do... Probably about the same amount of diseases, <laughs> yeah. I would say. Yeah, the same amount of fingers have been involved. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, re you know, I do reckon it is, you're right, yeah. You don't go straight in for anal right. with the hottest girl in the room. You probably, you maybe you, you find two girls going at it, if uh. that's your thing, and then you sort of watch them, and then maybe, I don't know, because the other thing as well, I'm so terrified of what's consent and whatnot. Even in an orgy, I would be the overly polite person. I think in an orgy, they don't want that. Maybe they just want you to be like, yeah, it's the passion. Everyone's driving all over each other. Whereas I would be tapping people on the shoulder. Or maybe it's like a pool table. You put 50p on her when you want to go on her next. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or him. Her or, or, him. or, or, him. or, or him. him. Just on the shaft of his penis. No, it, so tell me this. Do you think... Because the consent thing, I think this is a really interesting thing is because I do think you would want that element of it being, but 
I think more than anywhere in an orgy, you need to get, make sure that your consent and your open things are very... So again, this is why I feel like some sort of speech and system yeah, and I, some sort of guidelines would be handy. Well, this is what we need to know from your friend. Like right. if there is a... Cause if What's it, the etiquette? If it is just What's a jump in, like orgy... <laughs> it's, it is just going to be a free-for-all and someone might get too... You know, it's like whenever there's a bar fight and somebody smashes a glass, you go, oh, come on. No, we were having a lovely bar fight until you were right. about to murder someone. Yeah. We were just having a lovely scuffle. You're the one that took your shirt off. You're the one that smashed a glass and now you've ruined it for the rest of us because now there's a genuine threat. Exactly. Because I think there'd be so many opportunities for people to make it weird at an orgy. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is there's still going to be a pecking order, right? Like there's still at an orgy, there's going to be that sort of thing of like there'll be someone who is you know, out of your league or vice versa, you know, yeah. where like, does it, do the hot people immediately go to the hot people and the, do the less hot people kind of pair off together because they, or is it just like a, is there, it's so interesting. Is it, do you reckon there is a, so was your friend invited to this orgy? Invited, yeah. See, that must be the way it works. So you could probably, the orgies that you can just turn up to, I reckon if you're invited to an orgy, it means you're probably of the same attractiveness. Because that must be the rule with from within inside the orgy. Which is, you've now got invite powers, but we will inv- we will revoke your invite right. powers if some fucking monster turns up. Yeah, that's a good point. So I reckon, yeah, if she was invited, I think she's safe. Right. Like She's she, already passed the first test. Yeah, yeah. She's been checked out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess in this day and age of the internet and all those sort of things, I don't know how organized... Uh, organize these or- or- orgies are but i i guess you could go to facebook or instagram yeah, or whatever you could like go this is the person i'm thinking of inviting to the orgy would everybody put it into a group like, yeah you've, you've all yeah. got a whatsapp group and right. you're like yeah all right yeah seven votes to three that's unanimous guys bring right. her in um i reckon that must be the case because the orgy is organized on the internet there must be no quality control right i you know i don't think you want to go to just a like a just a, an yeah. open orgy. You yeah. want like a selective orgy. Yeah. You want there to be some sort if of. If you were flyered for it, don't go. Right. I mean, yeah. If it's a free orgy, <laughs> yeah. don't go to a free orgy. You've just got you've, no. You've got to be invited. It's got to be a curated event. It like I imagine. And if you are inv- invited, look at how attractive the person who invited you is. Oh yes. Because like that's probably a pretty standard of the orgy. Because like they'll obviously invite people who are way too hot. Yeah. So you might, if if this person who's invited your friend is equally attractive or more attractive, she's got to really go for it. But, yeah. you know, if she's an eight and she's been invited by a five, be wary right. that you could, you might, might be some fours and threes Yeah, there. you might have, you might have been invited to get the orgy average up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe the hotness of the orgy has gone down over the years and they're on like a recruiting drive. Yeah. It's like a bring a hot friend to gotta the orgy. It, yeah. Like we we got to bring the average up so we can trim the fat. Not that, and when yeah. I say trim the fat, not that the fat people aren't the attractive ones. No, just we've gone. Gary, um, uh, look, Thursday on the roster, it's your turn to bring someone new. So. Okay. No, it's just this, uh, it's just a business girl. Uh, she's at my work. She seems very cool. <laughs> what is she? Solid seven. Oh, guys, it's fucking crazy. Solid seven. <laughs> solid seven at work. Yeah, at work. Oh, my God. In work clothes. In work clothes, she's a solid seven. That means she's a nine when she puts the effort in, which means she's a 10 when she's naked. Don't ask me how. <laughs> <laughs> Don't examine the mask. <laughs> I go to orgies. Look, I don't really... <laughs> I don't really, I don't really understand how numbers work, but. Yeah, yeah. which is weird because they really should. Right. <laughs> if anyone should be concerned with numbers, it's me, the orgy organizer. 
my strength is more in orgy disinfectants. Yeah. I, I have a house. Yeah, a tarp. We've got three spas. <laughs> There'd be a spa. There's got to be a spa in an orgy, wouldn't you think? Oh, do you reckon there's like a... Maybe that's the... Do you reckon there's a cleaning process before where it's like, all right, guys, group shower? Oh, yeah, that's a good point because you don't want... You definitely got to clean off. Yeah, yeah. And even though you'd fully trust everyone would, I think that would might be a good initiation because you're talking about how does everyone join it. You, everyone arrives from seven. You get some you get some wine. You get some alcohol in. You right. Know, and, but just enough, you know. Yeah. Maybe have a joint. Listen up. Get some finger foods. Not too much. Nothing too filling. And then, you know, at half nine, she rings the bell. Just ding, ding, ding. And then the, the ding dong. And uh, everyone grabs around and she gives it a little five, ten minute speech. And then... There's like an open shower or a pool sort of thing, and that's when you all get naked and you go in and you wash each other. That's if I, I was organising, that's how I'd do it. I would like to think they do it like the you know when they uh, people go to prison in Shawshank. <laughs> 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 so they make you, they make you throwing fleas powder on them. Just <laughs> <laughs> I hope you will like. I'll agree with you as long as the sex isn't like it is in Shawshank. <laughs> <laughs> well, because that's yeah. not the orgy I want to be a no, part of. That, that a lot of that was non-consensual. <laughs> <laughs> I think some people weren't there for the speech. <laughs> God, how would good, good would it be though if Morgan Freeman did the speech? Even if it was like you know when you go to Laser Quest, right? And uh, they've got the health and safety video, and it's always a pre-record. Yeah, maybe that I would go to an orgy where I was like, if the pre-record, if you could just put out the money and Morgan Freeman does the introduction to the orgy, I think would, again, more relaxing. The first thing you want to do when you go into an orgy is be relaxed, I reckon. You don't want to be nervous. You don't want to be thing. I think you've got to go in, you know. And Morgan Freeman's voice is very, you know, sultry. I mean, it's sexy, it's soothing, it's reassuring. Um, The the thing that I would say about that is I I went on the Batman ride in Macau um, that they've got this $85 million, like, you know. In where? Macau? Where's that? It's uh, near Hong Kong. It's a. Okay. It's essentially a casino island. Essentially, the the country of Macau, and eight hundred and fifty million dollar uh, ride. Uh, so it's a f- whatever. The, it's like one of those immersive adventures, yeah, like yeah. they have it, uh, like the Harry Potter one or yeah, the Spider Man one. Yeah. So they got one of those at this casino because uh, Macau does per year seven point five times the amount of gambling that Las Vegas does. Wow. Right. So all those Vegas casinos, they've all got. You know, billion dollar you know casinos over on this island and basically the whole island and it's mostly Chinese like you know money so what happens in China is all these oligarchs have this money but because of the nature of the system over there you can't keep the money so what they do is they take it offshore they gamble it through they launder all the money and then they come back with an expensive watch or you know like a, a car or something like that so it's been a, a, a like a, a massive massive story and so i was in hong kong doing shows in january and we went we had a mate who was running the entertainment at one of the casinos and so we, we just went over for one night but he took us on this like ride but they obviously couldn't in all that money uh have bought the rights to morgan freeman because um, he the the guy they had playing his character. Oh yeah, on, it was just this generic black guy. Kind of kind of looked like you know the guy who was in Law and Order, who's also the dad on the Flash, the the black guy. Do you know that guy? Uh, anyway, but anyway, he was. People know who this actor is. He's just like one of those generic good actors, but just a generic looking black guy actor. Yeah, and they were like, "Yep, yeah, that guy." <laughs> Does he? He just walks in. They're like, "Yep," and he's like. I'm happy I got the job, 
but, but on the inside I feel pretty <laughs> shitty. Like I learned lines and all you did was look at me and say yes. <laughs> and as a black actor, a black actor, whenever that happens, it normally means the character I have doesn't have much depth. <laughs> Um, so I think that that's it. You need to have some cleaning process and I think you want to make the cleaning process sexy. I think you're absolutely yeah. right. Some sort of spa, pool, shower situation so everyone gets properly cleaned off. Yeah. Then, you know what? Towels and robes maybe? Yeah. Is there like after that clothes, no more clothes? Towels yeah. and robes? Yeah, and you really do have to, if it is a pool, you've got to make sure that people don't start fucking in the pool because like if anyone comes, you're draining that immediately. You can't. I mean, You've got the orgy on Saturday with the grandkids around on Sunday and you're not letting them swim in that. You know what, though? I reckon this is just your orgy pool. This oh, is you your specific for orgy pools. How rich, I mean, now this is already transferred into a millionaire's mansion. What about the, the, the working class orgies, the middle class orgies? I can't have two. I can't afford one pool, never mind two. I mean, it's hard to have an orgy in an above ground pool. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to feel sexy. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, just off the like the infinite waterfall thing. Uh, all right, okay. Now you're right. We've we've gone too big. We've gone too big budget on this orgy. Um, one pool is fine, but I think that people would like to. Okay, so I'm going to imagine I was having it at my house in Sydney now, so that I can just like. Do you have a pool there? I have a pool, right? Um, and so I have master bedroom, and this actually be handy for an orgy in my house in yeah. some ways because. Would it, you not want? Would you not shut off your bedroom? I would make that the one out of bounds place. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, like, I don't mind, obviously, I enjoy fucking in my bed, but yeah. I feel an orgy, like, there's going to be points where, no matter how much you wash your sheets, you're like, there is a lot of my friends come on this. Oh, you know what, though? I have people stay at my house in LA. I assume people have fucked in my bed already. Oh, uh, okay. So people I just, have definitely fucked in my bed. Right. I don't mind, but, like, an orgy is a... Yeah, but also I would have thought at the orgy. Oh, well, here's what I would tell you. This is why I would use my bedroom because I'm actually more comfortable with people fucking in the places that have already been fucked on than in them fucking in places oh, that you... have not been fucked on. Yeah. Like, I don't want people... Like, I don't want to be, a, like, trying to watch the television and I can't enjoy having my dog sitting on my lap because all I have is an image of somebody bent over the... Oh, I thought you meant, like, your lap. <laughs> <laughs> no, my dog is sitting where two people <laughs> just fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Force, I'm just no, I mean, I'm my dog. They fucked on my dog. And <laughs> two guys who don't quite understand what doggy style is. They were like, we did doggy style. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> then balance one on each dog. <laughs> just the rest, yeah, just the, 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 the dog has to have that fucking lampshade around its head for the rest of the week. Like, I just don't want you looking anywhere. I just don't want you looking anywhere for at least a week. Actually, the dog put the lampshade on itself. <laughs> just to block out. The cone of shame. I just can't see anything more. Went over to the corner and just put the cone on the head. Yeah, and then just walked up to a wall, so just the entire periphery was gone. By the way, you did not talk into the microphone. I did not. I lost that. that. I got too excited. You there. got excited miming something to me, yeah. and you put your microphone by your ear. Yeah. <laughs> For the audience listening at home, I'm not going to repeat it, but it was great. Just let your like, like imagination is dying, people. So use this as a moment. I mean, to, like they probably could hear it if they listened very carefully. If they tried, yeah. Um, so. Uh, I totally agree with that fucking thing, but is your reason that you don't want people fucking someone that's not been fucked before because you want to fuck their first? It's your house because that's my reason. First thing I did when I got into my house uh, when I bought it was make sure that I fucked, fucked in all the rooms and was just like my room, my room, my room, my room with not and I mean with a person. And then we built a shed last year and didn't think. And then two days later I came back and my flatmate she was like 
Ah, Chris, the shad motherfucker. I'm like, oh, you absolute bitch. Yeah, I know. I agree with that. Like, I mean, I had that happen in my house. At my housewarming, like some people fucked in my office. Like, oh, my, no. I have a separate office out the back of the house. It's my own private space where I record the podcast and like do my work and stuff. I hope you're not friends with these people anymore. Pe- people fucked in my office. And here's the best bit. Name and shag. It used to have on the walls... This is my favorite bit because it was a, there was a soundproof room, right? Mm. And so on the walls, it had that kind of like, you know, black foamy sort yeah. of like soundproofing, uh, which also means that if you like, if you put your finger in into it, it would leave like oh, an imprint while, of where yeah. your finger was. So they had fucked in that room because it was soundproof. So that seemed like a good way yeah. to fuck. But up against it so there was an outline of this woman's like body just oh. like pressed into my <laughs> soundproofing. <laughs> And that's and you could guess it. That's how you worked out who it was. Yeah, they, they didn't. They didn't tell you. They were. You no. were like, that's fucking Sarah. I know. I just put everyone from the party <laughs> up against them. I said, hey, stop this party for. It's a like second. that band, the Dark Knight. Uh, the Dark Knight, where he's just got all the different bullet shapes right. and all the bullets, and he's just like, what the, what the, and you're just pushing all these women up against the wall and then matching them. <laughs> women and thin-hipped men. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so there is partly that, but there's also just partly that I think there are some places that I just don't want fucking to happen at all. Like, um, Gareth was uh, mad at me. Gareth Reynolds was mad at me recently because uh, I told him that I had not had sex on the couch in my apartment uh, in LA. And I don't like having sex on the couch in my apartment because that's the place that I just like to lay down and just have like a... I don't need to have like had sex on... Like, it's a nice, clean, non-sexed up place. (laughs) That I can enjoy. <laughs> you, you sound like you're turning into one of those people that when you buy a new couch, you leave the plastic on for a year. I feel like I'm going to get one of those CSI black lights. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking every day. Clean, see how clean this place is, huh? That, uh-huh. that would be fun, though. That'd be like you know when you get a breathalyzer and then drink as much as you can to see what you can do on the breathalyzer. Yeah. It'd be a bit the same after the orgy. You'd have to get a black light. Just yeah, to- just to see. Or maybe that's how they test you before you come in. <laughs> like, because you don't want someone who's just previously been at an orgy coming to a second orgy. Ah, uh, yeah. This, so, is this your second have you, orgy? Have you been fucking already tonight? No, no, honestly, I haven't. Uh, right, no. take those off. Yeah, just two bouncers. Step under this light, yeah. sir. Walk in a straight line. Oh, he hobbled. Yeah. He hobbled. <laughs> like, she's got a bit of a limp. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now it's like now it's like people who just can't decide on which party they want to go to. Yeah. They're like, oh, look, we'll go to the early orgy for, for a bit. If it's good, you know what? We'll go to Brad's orgy early. Yeah, but I'm not staying. Yeah, you know I don't like those people. Samantha's one's better at ten. <sighs> yeah, I, I know Desiree's there. I know, I know she's there, I but know just, you, it's big enough that you might not see her. And you know what? I know you've got to see Brad. I understand that. Like for work, I, I get it. I get it. I understand. But, but we we've got to be at that other orgy at ten because you know the good shit happens early. I don't want to miss the shower. <laughs> We've got to get there for the speech. Have you seen Derek's speech? It's it, surprisingly emotional for he an He does audience. an amazing Morgan Freeman impression. <laughs> <laughs> and he does the speech, but he'll do bits from Shawshank if you yell out. Yeah, if you request he it. requests, but certain bits, not so, all the bits. Not all the bits. Definitely not all the bits. <laughs> <laughs> the motto of our orgy is you've got to get busy licking or get busy fucking. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, so, your friend who went to the orgy, did they know any of these things? Have you heard about any? Like, what, uh, did you get any info from the orgy? Like, I did. I didn't ask enough questions because I was just I was overcome with jealousy at the start. 
Um, yeah, it was apparently just on, on this. Uh, I won't get into too much detail because people no, do know who he is. That's all right. We don't need to. It was on this uh, place in London, and um, yeah, just walked in, and it's a sort of he was down to his boxers, and he was approached by three women who said, is this your first one? He's like, yeah, I've got no, like, no idea what to do. And they're like, well, just as an origin, what's your wildest fantasy? And he's like, I've always wanted three women to go down on me. And they're like, well, of course we can oblige to that. I mean, by the way, even if that wasn't his best fantasy, yeah. he assessed the situation like, yeah. and he made a good call. Yeah. It would have been way more awkward to go on for yeah. two women. Yeah. <laughs> for two women to suck my dick not three right. no no look let's be what's the third one there for what's the third one doing there's two let's come on let's be reasonable ladies uh, two of you but my other fantasy is that there's three of them and they have to pick I no I like to think it would be like that scene uh, from uh, The Dark Knight when the Joker says that we're looking for employment opportunities but we've only got one and he breaks the pool cue in half and the two guys have to fight to the death <laughs> so it'd be like I've always wanted to have sex with two, two women. women and then snaps his dick in half and <laughs> And then just has to go to the hospital. Like, he's really... He shot himself in the food. Sorry, I didn't really think this through. I just love Batman. <laughs> and consistency. More than I like orgasms. I mean, it would have been the dumbest guy at the orgy when three women come up and go, hey, what's your biggest fantasy? And he goes, you, you guys don't know where we can get a monkey, right? <laughs> Yeah. yeah okay. Really... So he just—I mean, that was—it was it was an—it was an orgy where I mean, is that also the thing about an orgy that I perhaps will speculate on? A well-run orgy, you mm-hmm. know, like a proper orgy, is that um, I think that they would be aware of people who were there for the first time, and much like they would understand the first time, they would remember the yeah. first time they went to an well, orgy. There's, there's the that would be part the of the ones, right? Like take you under your wing. You just have a little a girl who's been there loads of times strapped to your back like Yoda. Right. <laughs> and you walk around the orgy. <laughs> and she's just like, I went over there. And you're like, yeah, all right, I'll go over there. And you swing your lightsaber around a couple of times. Knock a few things off a couple of mantelpieces. And then you're ready to go. I've not seen Star Wars. LAUGHTER <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, because what you described is heaps better. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, speaking of Morgan Freeman, um, I am uh, going to prison oh, tomorrow. Can we have a oh, mm, yeah. Before... You know what? Weirdly enough, <laughs> let's we'll pause, and we're back. Like we never went away. Yeah, though we did cough mid sentence, so I think that wasn't even like a subtle one. It was a. Uh... Yeah, but uh, uh, there is no way I'm going to edit it either. So people will hear whatever happened. Yeah. So saws, guys, and saws for that. saying saws. I know but we did have a little break. We've yeah. actually had quite a long break, and uh, but you don't know how long it was. No, but we know how long it was. Oh, ages. We had a lot of great conversations. Yeah, it's been four days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now I've seen Star Wars. Right, yeah. <laughs> that's that's why Will paused it. He was so yeah. annoyed when I said I haven't seen Star Wars. Even as a joke, he was like, right. just for that. I'm going to make you watch Star Wars. All again. And then I realized that he couldn't just watch Star Wars. So now we've watched all, uh, we've watched seven movies. Yeah, all seven movies. Yeah. yeah. And actually to be uh, like- uh, And twice. Once out of order so I could experience it, right. how he originally witnessed it. Yep. And then in order. 
of how it's meant to be. Right. And then we actually, this is when it got complicated because you explained <clears throat> that to me. And then I said, well, there's actually an internet Star Wars theory about the order that you're meant to watch them in. Because apparently there is some order that is not either of those two orders. Really? There's some sort of like proper Star Wars nerd order that you're meant to like watch them in as well, which is like, you know, I don't know Do what they call it is. themselves Order 66? I'm... <laughs> Because that's the only Star Wars reference. I haven't seen Star Wars. Well, no, you have now. But I saw it. That's why I have. Yeah, that's why you can do these references. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not just Star Wars memes I read on the internet. We also watched uh, the Ewoks Battle for Endor. Just, just on repeat. Just on repeat. (laughs) Yeah, we took we took a lot of LSD and watched that on repeat. Uh, But we'd also bought loads of stuffed animals, and I tell you what, made a lot of friends, and then lost them the next day when I sobered up. I mean, here's the thing. We actually recreated the Ewoks Battle of Endor <laughs> with stuffed animals. It was brilliant. But anyway, you guys didn't get any of that. Yeah, so, so anyway, you guys prison. have only been second. Prison. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to prison tomorrow. Um, well, yeah, when you told me this, uh, that is how you pitched it. You dropped cash. You're like, yeah, no, I got to go to prison tomorrow for a couple of hours. Yeah. As if it was the most casual thing, which is a very fun casual way of putting it because none of what you're saying is incorrect, but it's a very good way to get a conversation going. Right. You've got the ultimate opener being like, yeah, yeah no, just, no, not tomorrow. I got to go to prison tomorrow. Yeah, I got Everyone in that room goes, <laughs> fucking what? <laughs> yeah, right. It's a great one. Because it's rare. Well, in my life, it's. I don't think it's ever happened. I've visited... Uh, defunct prisons like old prisons historical prisons i've been to alcatraz but i did not like get convicted of a crime and sent to alcatraz and have to escape or anything like that i just went in a tourist group Hmm. i had headphones in that was explaining things prison break oh my god by the way let me tell you this about prison break uh i have just rewatched the first series of prison first season's good well or does it not age well so (laughs) (laughs) oh no don't tell me that. Because the first two were... The, I remember first two, good. Third, good. Fourth, fifth. Uh, my girlfriend has had a uh, broken foot. Well, she's bro- she's actually done all the like tendons and stuff in her foot. So she's had to be at home. How did she do that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> reasons that I'm sure she would prefer me not to share oh, okay. on this podcast. Oh, was but, this the time that she was saving that bus full of burning orphans? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and she's just so modest that she doesn't want, but she there was a bus full of orphans well, it was on fire and she ran straight in there they said unknown hero saints saves orphans was oh, the headline. so sorry for but it. she's never wanted to be in the press yeah like well, i'm the one who likes being in the public eye yeah. she's a very private person i'm so sorry for revealing this horrible story now I, look i'll have to edit this out yeah that's fine well, you know what i won't edit it out but can everyone who hear, has heard it just pretend that you you don't know you how much of a hero it. Will Anderson's girlfriend is. So basically, she's just had to relax. Yep. She's had to um, rest her foot, you know, to re- for recovery, which is a really boring thing to do. Like, just put your foot up and not really do anything. And so she's really just been plowing through every single series of everything, of everything, like you know, on the television. So she found her way to Prison Break, which was a season. It was it was a series that I had enjoyed. And she goes, "I've started watching Prison Break, and it's actually really good." And I said to her, "I said, look, the first season." is really good because I watched it all as it happened. Yeah, I, watched, yeah, I watched all of Prison Break yep. right through to the end. Same. I saw it through. I did the same with Lost. I'm one of the only people that stuck with Lost all the way through. Oh, fucking week by week. I've stuck with it, mate. Every did week. You? And I will 
I will stand by the fact that it, it, it's fucking powered to the line. <laughs> I don't give a shit what people said. Still love it. Uh, still very happy. Hoping I'm going to be in America when they have that lost concert later in the year. Um, did you know that they're having a lost concert? What's that? They're getting like the be- like the the music. You know the um, old mates band. Uh, everybody, you know Charlie's yeah, band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, they're yeah. going to play um, like a concert. Oh and, fuck yes. yeah. Oh, <laughs> let me know when that ends. Because if I'm in LA, I'm absolutely going to that. Yeah, okay, hang on. Look, I'll look it up. I'll, now I'm actually going to pause for a reason. Now that we've been back for 90 seconds, <laughs> I'm going to pause for a reason. I'm going to look up the Lost Concert and see if I can find out some more information. All right, I've looked it up. Let's uh, actually see what is going on here before I started widely speculating. As, as long as it's not a Lost Prophets concert, that would be very bad. <laughs> I mean, bad taste, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I sat on that full break going, should I make a Lost Prophets joke? Well, the th- Should I make a lot? I'm going to do it. I mean, the good news about the, uh, the a Lost Prophets joke is, in my opinion, I don't think it's, it was such a big story anywhere but the UK. Oh, well, then let's discuss will... it and update everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, update might be the wrong word to use, but... Yeah, the situation's still the same. Uh, Lost the TV show was uh, the ultimate event when it first launched in 2004. The most expensive uh, pilot... Uh, in history at the time, and which is weird because he crashed the plane. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was good. I love that. That's a great. That's a good lost joke. I enjoyed that. Um, also, I am very. You know, when you have a soft spot for a, like a style of joke, I love any time the word pi- when somebody says something like, "So I shot a pilot." Oh, like, yeah. I love that word play, and I love any daggy dad joke off the back of shooting a pilot. I'm happy. I'm happy to hear. I'm I'm a genuine big fan of dad jokes in general. Like, I've, I'm not a dad, but I uh, and because I don't have a kid to get all those jokes out and I do it around friends and it has to be friends that I trust because if I was to just do it around everyone nobody would be my friend yeah now that that's good nothing makes me laugh harder than a shitty 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 pun that makes everyone just go oh, for, oh, oh I mean dad. yeah oh I love it oh, oh dad <laughs> That's surely that's the reason you want kids is just to piss them off, or at least that's the lesson I've got from my parents, who the most fun they have is <laughs> yeah, pissing is their children off to uh, the utmost. Oh, all right, here we go. Um, so from the Nerdist uh, website, well, no. Um, all right, you all, everybody, of course, was the drive shout you song. You all, everybody, that I am thinking about. If people don't remember it, it was. It was song, sung by The Hobbit. You All Everybody was the name of the song. So um, let's have a look here. Lost is nothing if not a a divisive topic. Nearly six years after the series' conclusion, fans still argue about the answers to pivotal questions. Okay, you're just fluffing us up at the top here. We don't need all this information, Nerdist website. Um, All right, here we go. Uh, Okay. Perhaps the only thing that unites all Lost devotees, in fact, is the marvel that is its use of music. 
fantastically will be able to delight in this bond in an entirely new way as composer Michael Giacchino has announced an upcoming Lost-themed concert. Details are scant right now, um, but has confirmed that the concert will take place in LA at some point before the end of 2016. Okay. Okay, so they're going to do a Lost-themed concert. Um, And it's where when you come out at the end, you don't know if you're alive or dead. Uh, and okay, here it we goes go. on too long. They're going to call it. Apparently, we have to go back. <laughs> the lost concert, which is nice. Um, so they're going to say there will probably be a lot of the instrumentals and music from the series, but they're also hoping that uh, Drive Shaft is going to play and play you all, everybody, uh, at the concert. So, if Josh Holloway's there, I'll be there. I mean, I'd I'd probably just go to that regardless. I mean, I'd just like to be around that many Lost fans. Yeah. I mean, I think that would just be an interesting... Uh, but it would just be, it would be like, it would just be, it would be like the internet in a room. Like, <laughs> in the fact that just everyone would be shouting at each other. Like this, if you get that many Lost fans, as they said, everyone fucking debates. Everyone would just have this separate opinion. They'd all just be screaming at each other. Three minutes in... If let's say ten thousand people at this concert, at least one thousand have called someone else Hitler at this point. Yeah, it's an internet message room, like just live. A lot of Walt, a lot of Walt believers. When have you ever? (laughs) When have you ever been on an internet forum? And I was like, oh, I wish I could see this live, in actual. Never. I reckon that's what this concert. A lot of guys in conspiracy t-shirts that said things like, "What the fuck happened to the polar bears?" Yeah, and like, "What was that horse?" No, they didn't explain it. No. (laughs) Why didn't Harley lose weight? Why didn't? Why he's on an island? Come Come on. on. (laughs) (laughs) Why could Lapidus never die? Why was, why was the Sorry. Dharma logo on the shark? Like, what did they? Was it a pet? Was it a. a, a, a oh. <laughs> and just neck beard. And just neck beard. 30% of them are bronies. Uh, 57% of them have used the hashtag All Lives Matter. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just. Yeah, I mean, I still have a lot of love for Lost. I'm, it hasn't gone away, my love for well, Lost. Well, season one was just, I mean, I was like 14, 50, and it was so good. Well, like, that pilot stands up. I went back and watched series one of Lost recently because I watch Lost about every, I will watch the entire series of Lost about every two or three years. Like that's kind of really? my- Really? Yeah, that's my plan from now on. I'll just check back in probably about every two or three years because I do love watching it, but I just watched the first series again recently. And that pilot- so good. Still stands up. Yeah. And the thing is, I know that they retrofit a lot of these things, but there are so many thematic things in that first hour of television that are as important in like the last episode as they were in the first episode. Like there is genuinely, and throughout the season, not just tacked on as like callbacks at the end, but literally thematic yeah. things. So, that, you, so you reckon they didn't know what they were doing all the way through? No, I just think they were good at, which is what people are good at most of the time, which is retrofitting things. And finding patterns. Yeah, finding patterns and putting them back in and you know, weaving, choosing what to weave into the rest of your DNA. And I had no problem with the fact that like there were unfinished storylines or unexplained storylines because to me that was part of it. Like I think if they explained everything, it was too neatly wrapped up in a bow. Mm. Like I loved the fact that like most of the major things that I wanted explained got explained. Yeah. 
And that's all I really wanted. I didn't need for everything to be explained because it was kind of a mystery show and I like having some like, you know, ideas of mysteries and stuff. But everything that I needed explained got explained. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, agree. I mean, everything that happened, happened, Daniel. That's all you needed to know. Everything <laughs> that happened, job. happened. I, I, I was so mad. I, I didn't think the last episode was great either. And I have rewatched it probably about 10 times just to see if I can find a love for it. I don't mind the idea of it. I'm not as mad about the concept as people were mad about, like, you know, some people were mad about the the idea of the ending, that they had gone to some sort of, you know, um, like, you know, the idea was that at, at each stage when they had died, yeah. that they would eventually, when they, you know, were ready, would all meet up in this one place and be together again because you got to be with the most important people in your life or yeah. whatever the fuck, you know, that kind of vibe was. I didn't have any problem with that. That was fine. It was a mystical fucking magical island and maybe the island, it didn't they have had to... had a black smoke monster, guys. Right. But it also didn't have to be, some people were like, well, that's heaven or it's purgatory or it's blah, blah, blah. I didn't think it had to be that at all. Yeah. I thought this island had magical properties and these people it was explained at the end to me that Hurley had become the protector of the island right the island wanted Hurley and like you know to to protect the island and he he was the new kind of Jacob really right yeah. and he had a unique unique relationship with the magic that came from the island. So if Hurley was able through that to uh, see like, now you're just making me want to watch Lost again. Right. You've it's, absolutely sold it. Like <laughs> oh like like for the last minute of that I'm just like ah I need to go back. And I need to go back. To go back. <laughs> I have to go back and watch it all. I didn't mean that pun, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, and in that last season where it, it reveals because the thing that people don't get is they go oh well. Oh, oh, also, by the way, spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I talked about Batman versus Superman two days after it came out, but spoiler alert on Lost Guys. Yeah, guys, just in case. Um, the, I think the thing that people misunderstood was there was this like this stupid idea, and people still say it, oh, they were dead the whole time. No, no, they were not dead the whole time. Uh, they died. When you see, saw them die on the show... They died. Yeah. That's when they died. And then they had this thing where they later on... <sighs> anyway, just watch the fucking show. It's very yeah. easy to understand but, if you just watch well, the your, show. The original point was... Prison. By the way, look out this window and now there's smoke coming out of that thing that didn't oh, have smoke shit. coming out of it before. And all the Sorry. trees are falling down. Yeah. <laughs> 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. Whose number is this? <laughs> I've not I've not watched that show in so long, but I can still, still have the number. Like it's well, I finished when I was must have been eighteen, nineteen or something, and I can still go four, eight, sixteen, twenty three, forty two. New phone, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> but what's your original point? You were saying Prison Break doesn't oh, hold up. So, so she was watching Prison Break, and so I think because I've said to her, you know, like it does, it doesn't once. Like, I mean, the, it's a great idea for a one-season show, Prison Break, right? Mm. It's always going to be one of those things that, like, you would hope at the end of the first season they are going to break out of the prison, do right? The, do, the, the, do the prison break. Right, exactly. This is what the entire series is about is them doing this prison break, yeah. right? So then once you're out and you've got this great concept, suddenly you're like, oh, so do they have to go back into prison? How do we get them in a situation where it's like that? It falls apart, right? But that first series, I remember being brilliant. Great. Loved yeah. it. So I've now rewatched the first series. And here's what I'll tell you. No, concept's still great. 
and bits of it are still great, but it suffers so much. You wish that show had been made in the age of Netflix because it suffers so much from the fact that the network has clearly ordered 23 episodes or whatever there is of it. Yeah. There is so many times, I don't know if you remember this, where it just has, they're about to break out and then there has to be some wacky contrivance so that the plan can't go ahead because yeah. they've still got eight more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> we're ready for this. Oh, no, we're not. Just, and then he's like, but then he reveals he has another bit of the plan on his back. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh my God. Like This whole movie should have been called Plan D. I mean, to be honest, the more impressive thing is the tattoo. Why didn't we just show that? I yeah. mean, this guy is really... And the other thing I remember is I thought he was in amazing shape. But compared to modern day bodies, no. he's just in good shape. Like, I remember him being like... At the time, yeah. Yeah. Well, he went through that. Did you hear that body shaming thing that happened to him? I recently? saw that. You know what? I'm a... Again, this... this uh, I, I won't reveal too much, but this broke uh, Amy's heart because she was like, oh, he's really hot. And I was like, well, um, he's gay. Yeah. And uh, she was like, ah! And I was like, well... It's awful. That's mean, awful when your girlfriend's like, oh, because yeah. if he wasn't, yeah, I don't I mean, for no. I mean, A, I'm right here <laughs> watching this with you. <laughs> B, you don't know him. Yeah. And when like, are you running into him? How much? And also, that says how much of a gamble you're willing to take. Like, if you were, you've been your best friend for several years and you just found out it was gay, don't know how you managed to go this far, and he's always been attracted to you, for you to go, damn. Like, you you can make that relationship happen the next day. She's literally never met this guy, and she's already like, oh, he's gay? Oh, well, there goes the whole plan, which had this, had he not been gay, I would have gone ahead it with. It was weird that she had got the uh, address to his house tattooed on her body. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it was one of those things, like, A, you've only seen him acting. He's not actually that smart lawyer guy who's... Uh, fake to crime to go to prison so yeah. he can break his brother out and got a tattoo all over his body of the plans of the prison yeah. he's not just that guy he's actually british he's pretending to be american for a start he's not yeah. that guy's not his brother by the way yeah i had a i had a question your relationship a, is based on lies <laughs> i still have a question yep. about prison break his name was his name was what's his character's name I know his real life name is Wentworth well, Miller. Well, his name is Michael. Uh, Michael. Oh, yeah, Michael. It was definitely My, Michael. No, but he's got a different server because it's Lincoln Burroughs yes. and Michael something. And to this day, I'm like, what? Why do they have different surnames? I mean, did he change it though for. I can't remember. I mean, there must be something. But I, she was already in like about four episodes by the time I jumped back in. Yeah. So I wasn't. I didn't see that bit, but you're right. They did have uh, separate surnames. Separate surnames. Yeah. For comp well, because I don't think they would have put him in with his brother, would they? Mm -hmm. well, it was it secret that he. Was I can see. I didn't no, see no, this no. There's brother from the star. We knew brother yeah. from the star. Okay, but there was also um, uh, you know that was he guy, a, a the, the, the different Lincoln dad? Burrows. Was it a different dad? I don't know. Were they half brothers? No, because they were both. They both like the same dad. I still don't know. Mm. Same mum and same dad. Maybe oh, maybe, that's right, yeah. Maybe adopted. Who knows? Okay. Uh, you know the guy, Lincoln Burroughs, like whoever played him, has been in a pornography movie. Hang on, what? Really? Mm-hmm. Like a hardcore... Like an actual a pornography, pornography movie. movie. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, here's how... I remember stumbling across on, it <laughs> as, as a teen. Just out in my driveway, someone had left it there. Mom, I was just yeah. here. I was obviously going to watch it. Stumbled into it. No, I mean like on the on the internet. Like I, I didn't have to look for a prison break porno. I was, as a teenager, watching porno. And I was like, 
Oh, it's fucking Lincoln Burrows. That can't be true. Is that really true? I'm almost certain. Okay. Unless it was a guy that looked incredibly like him. I'm going to say it was a guy who looked incredibly like oh, him. But let's, but let's look it up on the internet. Oh, I've already. Oh, is this going to be like the home of this Is this going to be like the cocaine spray thing again? Oh, come on. It's all right. So uh, here's what I will tell you. They are both now in... Um, they were characters in uh, The Flash and now they're in uh, The Legends of Tomorrow, that TV oh, show. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they... Uh, are a team, you know, the two of them. So the two brothers from Prison Break, which is one of those great in-jokes for fans of Prison Break, which I enjoyed. <laughs> fans of Prison Break and The Flash. It may be a small group. <laughs> but but the Venn diagram's very, very wide and niche. Okay. But um, Prison Break. Let's, uh, Prison Break. What's his, his name's Luca something? Um, we'll find out. Let's find out here. Um, oh, right. I've, God, if I'm wrong. No, well, I, well, the shame I'll bring upon no, my family. We're going to find this out. I'm really happy to hear this. Okay, so uh, Prison Break. Uh, let's find out who it starred here. Um, Prison Break. Okay, so the first season follows the rescue of Lincoln Burroughs. Yeah. Dominic Purcell is his Dominic name. Dominic Purcell. Uh, and uh, da, 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 da. Lincoln's, execu- Lincoln's sentenced to death, blah, blah, blah. Michael Schofield Michael is his Sch- name. Uh, Michael Schofield. Schofield. Yeah. Played by Wentworth Miller. Right, so go uh, type in Dominic P- Purcell porno. Yes, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Dominic Purcell. Um, uh, Dominic Purcell porn. I mean, the tension is thick. <laughs> As am I if this proves to be wrong and it's just a bald guy with I muscles. I mean, it'd be great though if it is. I mean, Okay. Dominic Purcell porn. Look, it didn't come up. Um, oh, 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 yeah. oh, Dominic Purcell nude porn oh, video. That's not good. N- nude porn. Gave was it a gay video? No, it was a straight. Up? It was definitely a straight one. Are you sure? I'm de- yeah, it was him and a, it was him and an African American lady. Um, okay, Dominic Purcell exposed. God, I mean, if this isn't true, I've told this fact Dominic to at least Purcell 25 totally movies. Scenes, gay you're porn? not watching the video. Are these all gay? Is that, just, that one doesn't look gay. Let's, let's see if this is... is this oh, that, that is just gay porn. None of that's it. <laughs> 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 this is, that's just excessively I gay mean, porn. By the way, I think these are photoshopped heads, right? Because that's the brothers from Prison Break in the one thing where they cocks oh, out. Oh, wait. So. Maybe, no, no, maybe it is him then. Maybe I'm right. No, that's, I mean, these are no, photoshopped, right? Are they? Yes. I mean, that's, the. Yeah, that's, I mean, oh, okay, hang on. That's photoshopped. I don't really know. Um, all right, hang on. I think it's him, mate. Dominic Purcell. It can't be the same guy. It must be a different Dominic Purcell. Now we're looking up, uh, no, that's a woman, so that's good. That's a no, good no, but, start. No, but I think that all was right, hang on. Let's, let's find him. Dominic Purcell is an English-born Australian actor. Oh, he's Australian, Dominic Purcell. Uh, he's known for his portrayal of the character Lincoln Burroughs in Prison Break. Um, he is Heatwave in The Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. Um, personal Life. Person- blah, 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 but if you look blah, at the filmography, some of these might be pornos. For, for, for example, okay. First Daughter could easily be a porno. <laughs> his first movie was called First Daughter. Mission Impossible 2 could be, that could be a porno. Blood Creek could be a porno. I mean, scenes of the crime could be a porno. Uh, three-way? Are you kidding well, me? Three, three-way? Yeah, there's one called three Visitors way. could be a porno. Tr- a tr- Blade Trinity again. Three-way. Yeah. Uh, Officer Down. I easily, mean, easily. Uh, assault on Wall Street. Like <laughs> I'm really bad. Suddenly, another I mean, very again. rape-based one. Yep. 
Uh, Darky ship, not one of his best. Well, this one here in the name of the King Three, <laughs> the last missionary is actually <laughs> what it says. I mean, they just ran out of uh, the bag man. Well, I mean, the bag man, yeah, obviously, be a, porno. Uh, a fighting man, and uh, definitely gridlocked. <laughs> feels like <laughs> that was so funny. I mean, locks and loaded. Did he? Uh, oh, uh, well, here we go. Here's his uh, Australian... Raw player. FM. I mean, come on. It's a porno uh, it's a radio station without condoms. Um, home and Away. <laughs> uh, obviously, that could be it. Water Rats is very obviously. easily... Uh, and the spinoff, Prison Break, which is... He did the porno version of that as well. Uh, what about... Uh, the Flash also works still. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very timid porno. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, almost convinced. Mm, yeah, I don't think it was him. But there was a lot of photos of him. I, they could have been photoshopped. I wasn't they willing to. They were photoshopped. You weren't willing to look too close, which it was the same with me, to be honest. Dominic Purcell. Uh, Just type in, has Dominic Purcell done porn? Yes, that's what I'll do. Has Dominic Purcell done porn? Done. Done the porn. Porn. <laughs> I mean, again, there's a lot of gay stuff here, and I don't think that's... Oh, hang on. Hold on, there's one. Here we go. Oh, no, it was a hit and run. Oops. Okay, so Prison Break, 10 years on. Where are they now? Um, Naked Superman Gallery. Um, Dominic Purcell, Totally Nude Scenes. God, maybe I'm... I was so confused, because I've definitely told so many people this fact. Because I was like 14. Wow. And uh, Just, I've been, okay. it's been 11 years and I've said that fact at least three times a year to different people. So so you've been spreading vicious rumors. This is how the fucking whatever that guy's and the gerbil story started. Right. I mean, it's, it's just... I'm, oh God, I'm him. I'm the prick that started it. But they're all based on truth. But here's what we have discovered through this rabbit hole of gay Photoshop porn that we went into. I've discovered something that is probably terrible news, but I'm going to accept as wonderful news. Headline. Dominic Purcell reveals filming plans for the Prison Break revival. No. <laughs> New 10-part season will be a sequel to the original show. A sequel? Yep. Uh, Fox's Prison Break revival will start shooting as soon as Wentworth Miller and Dominic Purcell rap on superhero series. But Wentworth Miller died. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> I feel like it's going to... You know what I feel like it's going to no, be when like? When he dies, they go to his funeral. No, I feel like it's going to be... I, maybe they'll do the thing like they did with the Highlander you know, sequel where sometimes you just... like Or like what they've done with that Terminator movie where they basically have just pretended that one of them doesn't exist. Sometimes they retrocon or retrofit a universe and they just go, oh no, this is all that was nonsense. This is what really happened afterwards or something. Let's see. Let's see if we can find any information oh, about the Prison Break reboot. And we've not even gone on to your prison story. We're awful at this. As soon as Legends finish, we'll hop onto another set. It's certainly going to be a busy couple of years. Okay, blah, blah, blah. News of the Prison Break comeback was confirmed last week with uh, Gary Newman revealing... <laughs> Gary Newman, the Fox co-chairman, not the popular electro artist. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> uh, revealing that the event series would be a sequel to the original show. That's despite the apparent death... Apart no, what he was in... 
Oh no! I can already picture episode one. It's him waking up in a coffin, or and just and that's his first break. That's that's the whole series. He has to break out of his own coffin. I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure he d- was there a funeral. He definitely died. That, despite the apparent death of Miller's character Michael Schofield in the 2009 series finale. Uh, Purcell said that he hasn't really thought about how Schofield and his brother Lincoln will be brought back together. <laughs> Always a great, exactly what you want to hear. Hey, J.J. Abrams, what's the uh, storyline for the next Star Wars movie? Uh, we were just going to wing it. Uh, yeah, because I mean, now we got look back. We can Luke. basically, we're going to basically cards against humanity for the next four scenes. I mean, it's just going to be a lot. It's going to be like a long, it's going to be a Harold, a long form improv just with yeah. Luke. Other characters just dress up. We just, yes, and a lot of things. Yeah. So Darth Vader's back. Why? Because, like, we're not designing new masks. We don't have the budget. We're just picking up old ones and doing them again. So here we go. Okay, here we go. Oh, no. Uh, Prison Break sequel TV miniseries 2016. It already has an IMDb uh, (sighs) listing. And what it says on that so far is why? That Paul Shearing, the original script writer, is coming back to write the, the. uh, show and that Lincoln and Sarah oh remember Sarah she was uh, Lincoln and Sarah team up after they discover Michael is still alive oh, no. uh, but here's the thing here's the thing Daniel no what's your middle name Jamie Daniel Jamie is Jamie not James Jamie Daniel Jamie so uh, here's the thing Daniel Jamie uh Lincoln and Sarah team up after they discover Michael is still alive. But where is Michael? Oh, oh, is that an open-ended question? No, I no. It it has the answer here. Oh, uh, you tell me where Michael is. Is he underground or has he been cremated? And they're going to jigsaw piece his body back together <laughs> because fuck all of the logic already in this. Well, series. I mean, they could with the tattoos. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be actually really it's easy like join the it. dots no he got it you know remember he got it all laser removal to prison the third break season. prison break eight michael's yeah. a jigsaw yeah for a guy that was released from prison and didn't have was still on the run took the time to get months of months laser surgery. and months and hundreds of, of thousand dollars hideous just to burn yeah just in his spare time, you know, around the plans. Didn't even keep a sleeve. <laughs> like, keep a sleeve. Uh, Where is he? I will, no, you've got, you've got to have a guess. It, it's Ugh. actually a very obvious answer, if you think about it. He's in a morgue. Lincoln and Sarah team up after they discover Michael is still alive in a Yemen prison. <laughs> they plan a big escape. With the help, wait, Yemen was this also right? Gary, whoever the Gary Newman, the writer's coming back, and is also the writer from Friends coming back for Chandler's script. Where are they in? Uh, Yemen. Yeah, Yemen. worked for me in season four of Friends. Why would it not work in season two of Prison Break? Yemen. I, mean, I imagine they've got some tax deal with Yemen, to be honest. But um, here's what. This is the plot. They discover Michael's still alive in a Yemen prison. Obviously. Where they can resurrect people. I mean, also, how did... Yeah, I mean, let's... Is it Lazarus's pit? And they plan a big escape with the help of their friends, which means everyone we can get back's coming back. (laughs) Everyone we can afford. Is that pedophile guy still alive? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, T-bag. Yeah, yeah, T-bag, yeah. T, you've got a good memory for that sort of thing. I do. 
Don't wow. know my mother's birthday. <laughs> Not a lie. Don't know my mother's birthday. She'll text me two weeks before. Otherwise, my dad will text me a week before. Wow. You don't. I mean, you honestly don't know when it I is. Ca- I don't. I can't remember any birthdays apart from my own. It just none of it sticks, and never has been able to. I mean, I'm not great with birthdays, and I have in the past forgotten my mother's birthday, not because I don't know what day it is, but because I often don't know what day it is. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the comic thing. Sometimes I just have no real sense of what, what date it is. Date I know it is. it's June. Right. Probably. And I know what I've got to do today. Yeah. But I haven't actually, what specific date it is today yeah, hasn't months. really. I know when, I know when it's August. That's right. it. Sometimes I don't even really know what day it is. You understand my life every night is Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, did take me, I had to look at my phone today to work out what day it was today. Right. Is it? Because I, th- I, I, I thought it was a Friday today. It's a show day or a non-show yeah. day. They yeah. are the only days. Uh, yeah, so anyway, we should finish up in a bit because, of course, this is a show day for both of us. Yeah. Um, but finish with the original to, yes. prison story. Prison, yes. Yeah, so I'm going to prison tomorrow. So um, I'll fr- miss you. Yeah, mate, write to me. <laughs> I get one conjugal. So. Uh, I'll do it. <laughs> is that when someone comes in to get rid of the conjunctivitis? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just really. Yes. Re- just sign here <laughs> and here. here and initial here and, and here. And just take the gas and, and <laughs> count down from 10 back to the orgy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I've been asking you to watch an orgy's like because I, that's what I think prison is like because I've watched too much Orange is the New Black. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm uh, a friend of mine, Jared McKenna, I was telling you about the other night and uh, people who listen to my Willosophy podcast might know who Jared McKenna is because I've had him on. Uh, weirdly enough, he's someone who I think that you would love and have so much in common with and you have one essential belief that is so opposite which is that he is a Christian and like, I mean, uh, uh, he lives his life by the words of Jesus Christ is, you know, the way that he does it. Yeah. Not the Bible stuff, but the... But the words of the, yeah, the written down right, words of Jesus. Of Jesus. So the nice one. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, the guy that he believes exists and he also, I think, believes that was the, you know, the son of God. And I think he believes that quite a lot of that sort of stuff, but he certainly lives his life by that and he's a great guy. And even though that's not my jam, I'm a massive fan of his and I think you would be too. He's intellectually fierce and very open-hearted and, yeah. and you know, fights for the right people to fight for. And a so good he, egg. He's a good egg. And so he messaged me the other day because I was coming to town and we were just going to have a little catch up. And he goes, actually, I'm going on Friday morning. I'm going out to uh, a prison to watch them do stand-up comedy because they've been learning stand-up comedy and they're, you know, they're going to do a performance of this stand-up. And he said, would you like to come? It's a, it's a lot of pull back and reveal that you don't have a shank. <laughs> Jokes. <laughs> Shanks very much. Ah, I'm here all month. I'm kidding. I've got three and a half years left on good behavior. (laughs) I'm here for between five to seven. Maybe four and a half. Innocent. Innocent. Falsely accused. Falsely accused. Have we got any falsely accused in the house? Say hey. Any convicted murderers? Say oh. (laughs) Uh, Ladies, say hey. Uh, not like those guys in cell block H, right, guys? Yeah, right. right. More like right. preparation H. <laughs> oh, if only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe it'll be some... I don't know how... How slippery is the slope, am I right? Awful. I don't know how... Um, I do not know how 
violent. I can't imagine that letting me into a prison. I imagine they're just like you know. I don't guess. I guess they're not teaching stand-up comedy. Yeah. to like murderers and stuff right because you don't want like a murderer who also can like he makes kill- you laugh when he kills yeah. you he kills yeah. and he kills <laughs> <laughs> the murdering comedian yeah. he's the only comedian that someone dies on stage but it's not him the murdering comedian <laughs> the only guy edgier than bill cosby the murdering comedian <laughs> Uh, kill yeah. Cosby yeah kill Cosby <laughs> <laughs> the prison comedian yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hi ladies and gentlemen I'm kill Cosby uh, <laughs> but I haven't raped anyone so I'm still right. better than the original <laughs> is this thing on <laughs> um, yeah so I mean that I imagine if you were a murderer in those violent ones you could literally get up there and go so I didn't do it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He totally did. <laughs> he did it. We all know he did it. Uh, I've had a, take I, my wife's head. <laughs> what? Oh, shit. He stabbed it, his wife. It's in the box. What's <laughs> in the box? In What's the box? in the box? I had a friend that's gigged in a prison, and he genuinely said that he would ask if there were any. Uh, oh, he asked a guy what he was in for. And the guy said attempted murder, and he was given a like a, all the murder was like, yeah, attempted, you fucking loser, <laughs> like, which is horrible, you, but amazing. I couldn't even murder properly, you fucking loser. Right? Oh god. Who are you not to write, laugh at my jokes? You <laughs> attempted you murder. murder. You You're attempt- in prison. You didn't even do it. You're not even in attempted prison. Oh, <laughs> Was that an attempted punchline? Because it also failed to land. <laughs> yeah, it's um. So I imagine they're non-violent offenders. Yeah. Um. Oh, well, like not too violent, I would hope. But maybe that's a question I should have asked. But I've just blindly agreed to it, yeah. regardless. Um. They did have to get my full details, and I had to make sure that you know there was a few kind of security measures and stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, of course, because I'm going into prison. Yeah. I guess you're just not allowed to bring in. I probably could have made some. You know what? I should stock up on cigarettes. Yeah. Just go to make just a take killing. it a carton. Yeah, just you should go in. You should get high beforehand, uh, and then go in and just be there. Like I'm in prison and I'm high, but I'm still getting out. I might just shove a cigarette up my ass for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> just and not even tomorrow, <laughs> just now. Like, well, Will's just done with the podcast. <laughs> That's how I yeah. smoke. Oh, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, if you smoke with your fingers, they get brown. But yeah. if you smoke with your look, ass, I don't wanna, it's already... Look, I don't want to blow smoke, smoke up Will's ass because no. he does it himself. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they're going to do stand-up and I'm going to watch them do stand-up, which I think I think that'll be really interesting. Can like, you give me like five years? Yeah. <laughs> Can you give me a light? Of, hey, I'm in for seven, but can you give me a you light of five? <laughs> but they do have a better off because a lot of those guys in prison get free meals. <laughs> uh, much like the comedy industry, no women. <laughs> Um, <laughs> really hard. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so I, I, 
I, I think it'd be interesting. You know, it's like one of those things where I like, well, I, I've never been to a, a prison and I had a, a, I got a letter recently from a guy who uh, listens to the podcast and listens to my other podcast as well. But he had written to me before he went to prison. He had been embezzling. I won't reveal too many details because I don't want to embarrass him. And he's shared this kind of information with me, but he had been, uh, something had been going on in his company where he had been doing the wrong thing financially. And it was apparent at the time when he emailed me, because I had spoken on this podcast about a friend of mine who, well, a guy that I knew and liked who turns out uh, accessed child pornography and went to prison and stuff, right? And I was talk- I had talked about how yeah. difficult it is to find out yeah. when somebody that you had otherwise liked, liked and enjoyed with. the company of had done something that you find so despicable and how terrible that is and how... But how I still had, even though I had no sympathy for the act that he had done, I still had some sort of sympathy, sympathy for, for the him. human being that he was and... And you know, all this sort of thing. And so this guy out of the blue had wrote me this le- letter about how he'd been listening to that on the train or the tram and he'd like started crying and because he was hiding something from people that he knew that was going to destroy everything when people found out. And he has since gone to prison and written me a couple of things about what his life is yeah. like in prison and stuff. And it's not, a, I mean, for all the jokes, prison is not, you know, a, a, a pleasant place. No, it's not. Know. It's not. So I do understand that there will probably be an element of it that is kind of yeah. confronting. Yeah, and also, if none of them take the chance to do a joke about the guards, like if there's ever a chance. I mean, that's got to be... Well, you got to go after the authority, right? Yeah. But I don't know if in prison, there's got to be rules. I mean, they must have a whole bunch of rules. You can't be too much of like... Yeah, but it's like your first gig as well. Like, I think... We're sitting there being like, oh, they're just going to slam everyone. I don't know whether... Because it's going to be dark. It's going to be dark comedy in there. And I don't necessarily mean because of the reactions. But if you're in that sort of place and you're in that sort of mindset where you're in prison, the the stuff that makes you laugh at that point, it's the same with comedians. Like once your mind goes somewhere. Oh, yeah. Black jokes. Yeah. Black jokes. Yeah. No. I mean, I don't mean black jokes. Obviously not. (laughs) Yeah. No. It's not. No. No. Not racial. No. Dark jokes. I mean, but that idea that, you know, um, know, that cops and all those sort of people also have gallows humor, I guess. Probably don't want to use the term gallows in prison, but gallows humor (laughs) is the humor it would be. But maybe it won't be. Maybe there'll just be like you know, kind of observations. Mm. I don't know. Is there cliches? Would be the, would there be hack? Is there oh, prison, hack? There's prison hack? Right. Oh, like t- two things. So pr- prison food is pr- prison food. Pr- hack? Prison. Is saying that prison food is shit hack. Is that I, like the equivalent of airplane food jokes? Yeah. I reckon prison food is hack. Uh, How does rape material go in prison? Uh, Better or worse than in a comedy club? Yeah. Who's well, gonna, well, is no someone going to write prison, a blog? Yeah, no one in the, the prison <laughs> can write a blog. So there's that. Nobody can write an opinion piece and then a bunch of people that weren't there can also join in on and just hypothetically add to the situation. <laughs> um, what else is definitely going to be hack? Uh, shower is going to be... Shower material. I reckon it's going to be a lot of, uh, like, he's got a small dick. We've all seen each like, I reckon this is going to be... <laughs> I reckon, like, if, you, if you're a president, you're, this is the one chance you're going to stand in front of all your mates and rip the shit out of people. Yeah, but, like, it's, but at the same time, don't you then have to go back into the yard and stuff and, like... You know, you can't be too like if you're. Yeah, but do you if you're mean to a that pl- like it's not. I mean, I can't imagine they're taking me to a place where people are gonna get shanked in the yeah. Yard. 
Like, I, I don't <laughs> famous last words. I can't imagine yeah. they're taking an idiot like me to a place where I could wander off and be stabbed. Ladies right? and gentlemen, welcome to the last ever full fuck. <laughs> I mean, it's been a good one to go out on. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy with this. Uh, if somebody could find the other two episodes I have on my computer and publish them after my death, I'd really appreciate that. But this is technically the last one. Yeah. All right, we should finish up. Uh, I will update the audience and yourself more about what happened when uh, I know what happened. Uh, tomorrow night, Daniel Sloss, you are doing... I'm going to put this up to... Well... As you With know, the internet. My, if I can get the internet to work for me, maybe I'll take my computer down to the theatre tonight. Maybe the theatre has internet that is yeah. better than the internet I have. But if I can post this tonight, it will go up tonight, uh, which means that tomorrow night in Perth, uh, you are at the Regal Theatre doing it, your show, Dark. Yeah, the day is. Tomorrow will be... Uh, Friday the 6th of May. No, Friday the 6th of May. Almost yeah. got that out. Almost, I said no. March, but you know. Whatever. I've not seen Star Wars. Uh, May the 4th be with you. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, the worst. The, the worst. Uh, yeah. The literal worst. The 6th of May is uh, Regal Theatre in Perth. And then on the Friday the 13th of May. Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Black the, Friday. Yeah. At the Enmore Theatre in Sydney. One of the Just, greatest uh, theatres in the entire world. Yeah. And it's my first time playing the big... Well, I've done the gala spots there. I've done the... I've, I've been on that stage three or four times in my seven years coming to this uh, country. But it's my first time playing it. Solo for an hour. So right. Very you know who excited. else did that? Who? The Rolling Stones. So, you know. No. I mean, they're opening for me. Yeah. Type five. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are they the ones that deleted their thing? No, Radiohead deleted oh, their thing. Oh, don't do music. Do you, oh. Um, here's, how have we just got to this? Um, what time is it now? Do you have a, a clock watch it is thing? Half past four. Half past four. And what time do you have to be out of here for to My get to your things? My show's not until seven, so. Okay. Well, all right. Let's have a quick pause. Yeah. And then I want to get to this music thing and then we'll be done. Okay. <laughs> all right. We were going to finish, but we're not quite finished now. We yeah. did some plugs. But if anyone is one of those people, and I know there are some of those people yeah. who switch off when the plugs start. Now there's more. Well, now there's more. And also, a couple more plugs. I'm in, uh, for the uh, American fans, I'm going to be in LA doing some gigs and doing Conan in uh, June. And I'll also be in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, Comedy on State, and also be at Punchline in San Francisco. Okay, so I know that I have listeners in both of those places because uh, a whole bunch of people came out to see me when I was in Madison. And uh, I would definitely encourage that you go out and see Daniel. And uh, I also know from doing Sketchfest a few years that there are plenty of people in San Francisco yeah. who listen to this podcast. So please, uh, and I love I played, I played Comedy on State before, and it was it's I, a brilliant I, I beg to go back there. That's if why you I'm could going back. Just mention to them that you ran into me, and I was talking about how much I love being there as well. Then that would just right and then i've not done punchline before but that is an amazing club that oh, it, and Madison. it's run by a family and uh the guy who uh like who's the dad the big the patriarch beardy. uh and there's it's a real family and the daughters are all the, the most beautiful like lovely women you've ever seen in your entire life and but the crowds there it's a college town and a political town and it's a perfect combination yeah. of for what you want from a comedy audience you have this kind of hip younger like university class but you also have this kind of kind of work around the political class and yeah. they're so kind of smart and on point and it's just such a great comedy club I went yeah and uh, I went there please in have January. me back if you're listening yeah. <laughs> I went there in January 
first time when it was freezing, so I'm looking forward to going back in uh, June. Oh, uh, did you get to go to that little market they have on on the Saturday there around? Was the, no, there was none there of was that because no it was going just outside. too cold. Yeah. It was it was fuck you cold. So in the summer they do this like farmers market. So that square that's like basically there in the middle out the back of the hotel in the middle of town. Right around that, all the local farmers come in, and because it's like you know that part of the world, they're all like these. There's all these Amish cheese farmers and all these like crazy like you know pilgrims and shit. It's really fascinating i think you really like it so yeah it's a really cool place but uh you said you don't do music or yeah. you don't like what what do you mean by that it's, that's um, i never knew this about you and now it's, it's fascinating to me. Thing and people don't get it and i also just don't get it in return i've just like don't get me wrong i enjoy music were right? you raised in a house that had music in it were no, your parents never. musical no uh, and i'm tone deaf like to, to the point where i was fired from panto world's like, worst rapper yeah tone deaf yeah to- <laughs> <laughs> mos def's brother yeah but <laughs> tone, tone loke and mos def had a baby yeah <laughs> tone deaf <laughs> the world's most unlyrical yeah. rapper <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is me which is yeah. genuinely me okay um uh, I've only battle rapped once and I fucking killed the guy. But um, if you go on YouTube and type in Daniel Sloss, Eric Lampere, battle rap, there's another plug. Me and my good friend Eric Lampere. I, I like Eric Lampere. He's a very funny guy. Watch me and I, I kill him. I, it's, it, it's all pre-written, but genuinely, like, I'll, let's watch it after this and you can just watch how much <laughs> I fucking eviscerate him. That's oh, my favourite. Because I didn't want to do it and he was like, and he's one of my best friends. Like, yeah. I was best man at his wedding, which I didn't go to because I got the dates wrong, but let's shut up. Uh, what? You were best man and, and I failed to, to go. <laughs> That's, I guess what you weren't. The yeah. best man. You yeah. were not the best I man. I know, I've had those jokes for two years now. You were um, about the fifth best man. Yeah, I was, yep, I failed. You were the 71st best man. Yeah. <laughs> he he met men on the street better than me because so, you know what? They were at least in the same. When did he know that you weren't going to be there? Oh, weeks before. Like, okay. I, be, all right. He, what did you have on? So you I just get got the wrong of. dates. So I was going through my. Yeah, uh, but, he, like, but if you knew weeks before. I was doing live at the Palladium. Mm. Right. So you're saying that your career yes, is more way more important. important. I told him I'll go to his second marriage. I've got no problem with that. Like I'll obviously when when his old when his beautiful girlfriend Eric right. Lampere's wife is the coolest, sweetest, most beautiful girl. Uh, got no shit, man. Her name's so, Jordan. When she's she beautiful. leaves him, when she comes to her senses, <laughs> right? When one day she wakes up and she looks at his ugly fucking mug. And, I, and by the way, I say this to I phone him up when I miss him, and this is yeah. all I say to him no, because I don't do emotions it. well. No, yeah, I phone no. up. I'm like, I hope you die. That's how I am with my I friend. Love you. <laughs> Call me. Um, yeah, so I, I I read the dates wrong for the. He was like, "This is the arrival date uh, when you should arrive." And the wedding's four days later. Right. All I saw was that I thought that was the day of wedding. So I was like, "Good, the wedding's this day. I can fly home. I can stay for two more days, fly home, and then do the Palladium, which is this big, big TV gig." And it's the fucking Palladium. It's something of you know, as a comedian, you, you want to play, right? Um, and you would never again, at age 26, have an opportunity to never, play the Palladium again. No. Look, I, yeah, but I'm more likely to get to another one of his weddings. <laughs> that I you waited up. Yeah. You're like, Mind, what, what is more, more likely? Yeah. Will I'll, I get booked for the show again or will he get married again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know what? Jordan will come to her senses. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, let's watch my bar. Because right. he, so, he said to me, he said to me, because I'm that type of friend, he's like, I didn't want to do it. He's like, but if I do, I'm gonna go all out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be horrible. 
And he was like, absolutely. Like, th- nothing matters in this. We're going to be friends at the end. So I dug deep into his history and his family history and his girlfriend history. And I went hard. Okay. So tell me about music then. Right. Shit. Um, so I enjoy, I enjoy listening to music. I've got a friend that's really into it. But what I reckon it was is I've always just, I really enjoy being in my own head. Like, I've, it's not a place that I've ever felt uncomfortable. If I'm ever just sat, but I'm, I don't need to necessarily fill it with anything. Um, uh, never in a musical family. I've never been a good uh, singer. And I had a friend in high school who spent all of his pocket money whenever he got it on music CDs and put them in his thing. And it, he would never have money to come out and play it. And it used to fuck me off so much. that. So I always just associated music with this um, waste of fucking money. Right, so music, music to you was like a, a, a like a, a, an angry dad that wouldn't let your friend out to play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, I can't, can, but we can just go watch people skate. And I'm like, let's go to the arcade. Nah. Fucking and, music. Like, don't get me wrong. I listened to some songs and I, like, I feel every. I saw Future Islands, who I only got into about a year ago. Uh, my friend Barry showed me uh, Future Islands. Them on Letterman was one of the bits where I went, oh, if this is what people mean by, uh, now I get it. <laughs> I watched his performance on Letterman and I, it blew my mind. I never knew so much fucking passion and just, because I've just seen people singing before. I right. just listened to radio. I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't watch MTV when I was a kid. I watched fucking Friends and played World of Warcraft. There was, music was never entering, like, never was, and I enjoyed whenever my friends put stuff on, but I wasn't going to go out of my way to spend my pocket money that I wanted to spend on sweets and booze, and I live far away with my friends' bus money to just spend on fucking music. I wanted that money to go and have, you know, uh, real fun. And then watching Future Islands, they were playing Best of All last year. Uh-huh. Uh, on my birthday and I was there it's, and it's just one of the best festivals and I saw them and well that's why it's called Bestival yeah because it's, it's the, literally the best, the best festival yeah best it is it's, it's great it's in their name yeah like they've not false advertised right it's like it's when like, you see one of those shows that says the best comedy show in the festival it's, it's always, always is yeah that's why they call it Glastonbury because yeah. it's at Glastonbury, Glastonbury yeah. um, that's why they call it the big day out because it's a big, big day, day out not a long day out because days don't get longer. No. But it's a big one. But it is a big one. Yeah. No false advertising. I mean, to be honest, it doesn't have to be. You could go later if you <laughs> Tea in the to. park. Just a bunch of people with crumpets and <laughs> <laughs> teapots just discussing the David Cameron fucking a pig scandal. Right. Mm, went from something. I haven't seen Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> You know that video in The Force Awakens where yeah, David Cameron fucks a pig, a pig in the mouth? Um, but when I saw them... In the mouth. Seeing them live, like, I, I, the whole time I'm like, oh, that was amazing. I can totally get my people. But right. the second I left, I'm like, oh, would you go do that again? I'm like, yeah, go see them again. But any other music I saw at the festival, I'm like, this is loud. I can't hear the words. I don't know the words. I don't like dancing. There's a lot of people here. <laughs> like, what's the... <laughs> What's the appeal of music? Like music, I've always understood music in headphones because like listen to words, it's nice. Take a time in your day when you're on a bus. Going to see it live with just other people just ruining a worse version of the song a lot of the time. I mean, that is true. A lot of the time it is a worse version of the song. Like, and, and, this, this was the, and this was when I saw Future Islands and I saw them do it better than I heard on the album. That was when I went, ah, okay. But my mum's not a big music fan. My dad's not a massive music fan. It's never part. And it's such a weird thing. Where, what music do you listen to? I'm like, same stuff I listened to seven years ago. Like, I'll add two or three bands to my collection a year. I'll listen to it when I'm at the gym, maybe. But whenever I'm at the gym, it's just Eminem. It's constant Eminem. 
what if you were at your orgy to take it back to that? What sort of would you want music there, or would you prefer oh. they just like put on a podcast? Well, because that's the other thing. When people go, "What do you listen to?" and it's podcasts. Right. It's podcast. A podcast, or I read. I love podcasts. Right, but you, but but you can't be at the start of the. Orgy. I would put this you podcast on. Yeah. I would put the orgy part of this conversation on just so at any point during the orgy, people are like, "Oh, see how sensitive and worried he was." Let's be nice to him. Uh, it'd be like an inception. Yeah, <laughs> it's an orgy story inside of an orgy with me inside of a woman who's also inside of a woman who's inside of a man. That's a we human centipeded it. <laughs> you human inceptioned it because that, that's that's the human inception yeah. when it's a woman inside a man inside a man yeah. inside a woman. We use we we counted how many people were in it by using a human centipod. No, I lost it. You know a turducken. This is a turfuck. Yes. <laughs> Ah, yes. <laughs> or if you've got a mustache, a sir fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I do doff my cap. Uh, Radiohead were the band who erased their presence from the internet. And I watched one of their music videos. Again, music videos, something I also don't understand. Surely music, the advantage to it is when you listen to it, you can be doing other things. Well, Why are you... Why are you watching... A f- <laughs> A video of the song. Well, it's like bo- it's both of those things. Uh, is it like books and movies? Like I, pref- I preferred the book. The book was better than the movie. I prefer the video. The song is better than the video. Well, sometimes the video does help. Like I mean, the new Radiohead song because the reason they erased their presence from the internet is they're about to drop a new album and they dropped their new single yesterday and they have a like a, a film clip that goes with that and it's the little. D- it's a clay scene man it's yeah. a clay animation watched it didn't understand any of that well it's a clay animation take on wicker man basically yeah. and so it's kind of fucked up dark commentary on something that relates incidentally to the song but isn't exactly what the song is about and so what i like about music and a music video is that they're almost two completely separate experiences of the same thing so if you listen to the song by itself it is the song and it's the song to you in its space but then you watch it in conjunction with like the music video which is this other slightly tangential story like it's not a completely you know it's not like as he sings the lyrics, that's what's happening in the video. So you've got two competing things go on. So the song almost comes a soundtrack for a piece of art for, for or something. A piece of art, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, f- I find that interesting. Like, here's the thing. I'm not a huge music video person either, but I love music. And I love Radiohead. Radiohead are my favourite band in the world. And when they, that's, I've probably listened to that song 20 times yesterday. Really? Like, oh, I'm flying to Spain in June, first week of June. I'm going I'm going to a, a music festival in Spain, Primavera Sound, it's called. It's like Glastonbury, but not in the mud. Nice. It's on the and beach. Horror Woman. And yes. And it starts at seven o'clock at night and uh, because it's they're, they're Spanish and Because uh, they've all had a siesta. They have a siesta in the afternoon. Uh, why is siestas not taken off in Australia? Like, you've got the weather for... See, yes, for those of you who don't know, if you go to Spain, there's this wonderful moment in the day in Spain where you have breakfast, you go around, you go to the beach, everything's open, and then at about one in the afternoon, just people just sit down in parks, under trees, and shops, they put the time, and they just have a nap have for a like an hour or two hours, just a little siesta because it's so hot, and then everything goes on and... I mean, it makes sense. It does. Like, there, there's a lot. there's a lot to be said for it. And like everyone does it anywhere in Spain. There's a point in the afternoon where everything just sort of shuts and just, goes, 
Sky Or need to go to the a... shop. Well, no, just have a nap. Just have a lay down. Have a... No, but I need this from the shop. Yeah, just you'll get it. Just three. Yeah. Just lay down Relax. for a Relax. Just have a nap. Just have a nap now. Jesus, just... Look, we're on the grass. This just is Spain. Down. Come on. on. Lay on me. Share my pillow. Here we go. I've got Come two on. dogs. If you balance on them right, you can do it. We did it in an orgy <laughs> yeah. in a sexual way. Yeah. It's not sexual, just rest. You won't believe what we called it. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know the Spanish word for dog, so that joke's ruined. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is the Spanish I set dog? myself up I set myself up expect myself I alley-ooped myself with something that was way too ambition did you think ambitious it, oh, did you, did, way too ambition way too ambition did you think that um, at some stage in that sentence you might because sometimes as a comedian what people don't realise is you start a joke before a joke. it's done well you start a joke hoping that by the end of what you're saying you will know what the end is yep and um, sometimes you don't. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's a cul-de-sac, and you just go the, and just this wall. If you've ever seen Tron, it's like someone at the last second just cut across here, and your only option is to crash and go. Pero style. Pero style. Oh, I knew that as well. I actually did. My friend's got a joke about the Spanish word for dog. Really? Yeah. Pero. Hang on. Oh, they've got a little sound here. Let's go. Pero. Pero. Pero style. I want to fuck your perro style. That, perro. I don't know what that accent is. <laughs> but it's not Spanish. <laughs> I do know what it's not. I don't know what it is. Perro. Perro. So there you go. All right. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, so I'm going to say Radiohead uh, and PJ Harvey, LCD Sound System, like a lot of bands that I really like. So that'll be uh, great fun. But yeah, I, I love that whole theater. I love the idea that they've, you know, Erase their presence from the internet. Oh, you spilt wine. No, it's it's not my seat, mate. Yeah, but it's. They'll clean it. Yeah. I spilt some <laughs> on my jacket. They won't clean that. <laughs> Bastards. Bastards. Oh, welcome to White Guys Can't Empathize. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you just spill something on your couch and went, ah, oh, you know what? Someone else. So it's it's it. a hotel room. It's, it's a, their it's job to do it. Oh, what? Well, don't provide wine. And sofas. <laughs> what did you. What, what was my other option? There's no warning on the wine. Yeah, and there's no warning on the coaches saying, don't spill wine on this. Yeah, don't Show me the wine. sign. Show me the sign. Don't podcast and drink. No sign. No, no sign. So they were asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. Now we're done. Uh, Daniel Sloss, thank you very much for being on the podcast. If people want to find you on like Twitter, Facebook, the internet, all those sort of things, where do they do that? How do they do that? Uh, on Twitter, just Daniel under score sloss uh, i'm on instagram but i don't do much on it i'm on facebook but i don't do much on it i've got a website that i don't visit but my mum updates it oh your mum updates yeah it? she doesn't and uh so and it's probably pretty good then. yeah it's, that's why she does that's yeah. why because if it was me i wouldn't update it. she doesn't she says all the things and if you want to follow my mother on twitter as i know she's watched uh, definitely listen to this podcast hi mom I've not Skyped her in like two weeks. So yeah, well, this is yeah. her only this is her only communication with me in the past two and a half weeks. I've texted her. She at, knows I'm alive. At Dr. Les Loss. At Dr. Les D R L E S. Uh, she might be somewhere else in the world right now. She but. is a very fascinating woman. I know that I've spoken to you about this before. But we I, need to go. Like, honestly, I swear yeah. to God, when you're in Edinburgh, yeah. if you do come back, let's get her through we on the podcast. We will get her on the podcast. I, this is, yes, I definitely want to get her on there. I know that she has quite a big fan base out there in the audience. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. That was the worst thing about the live four-flop gig, right? Was just when you mentioned my mum. Like, it's what, eight? How many people in that room? There was uh, over 900 in there. Yeah, so 900 people. I walk out on the other side of the fucking planet and you said something about my mum and at least 
at least half the room right. made a, like, like just went <laughs> and I'm like oh this is <laughs> it was really horrible so yeah there needs to be an episode if yeah I think there was at least a couple of people who were disappointed when Dave Anthony walked out and not your and mom. it was <laughs> Uh, uh, all right. Um, if you want to find me, you know all the places you found this here. I have a bunch of other podcasts. Uh, Tofop uh, normally comes out on a Sunday. It'll be a bit late this week because uh, uh, I have shitty hotel internet. And Charlie and I recorded our footy podcast, AFL football podcast, Two Guys, One Cup. Uh, you can find that on the internet. Uh, and, of course, uh, my interview podcast, Willosophy, uh, is up there too. The latest episode with Sovereign Sire. Do you know who Sovereign Sire is? She's an adult film actress. Uh, and comedian she started doing comedy and uh she is one of the more fascinating people that i've spoken to on the podcast she started doing like porn as in her 30s as kind of a feminist art statement okay. about like you know she has a couple of university degrees and like you know she's a very anyway it's a very fascinating interview and what's her name again sovereign sire sovereign sire yeah and th- i will say this uh, much like when I was doing a little bit of research for my uh, <laughs> podcast, there are not a lot of sites where you will not see her with a cock in her mouth at some stage. <laughs> so I just... Okay. And she, we talk about that on the podcast and it's actually one of the best moments because she talks about the confidence that she has. Because I talked to her about stand-up and she said one of the things that she has about starting stand-up is... You can Google the internet and find a thousand images of her looking the worst she's ever looked because you can't make porn without, at some stage, looking terrible. Yeah. And she said, so it's given her that, you know, some can meet, you, you you feel like you have so much to lose or to be shamed by yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. when you first work, walk on stage. But in some ways, she's already dealt with that through the other work that she does. Anyway, it's a really fascinating podcast, but... Does she I, have a type five? Well, <laughs> I did say to her... <laughs> I'm going to say, let that go. Uh, no, I was asking a stand-up yeah. question. No, she, about she's how funny. She's, yeah, she's generally funny. Um, really interestingly funny. Not what you kind of would expect. Really kind of clever, quirky, intellectual stuff. And, um, But the thing about the Googling, I, I say that kind of half as a joke, but I honestly don't. Googling because, and Googling. Because I did not know a lot about her before I got on the podcast. She'd come and see my show at uh, uh, Meltdown last week and I, I knew her from the internet, but I didn't know much else. And so I was like, well, I better find out a bit. And it really was one of those things where, because despite the fact that, you know, you can look at whatever you want to look at on the internet, the one thing I don't want to look at if I'm about to sit down with you for two hours is nude pictures of you. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just like, it's just not an appropriate thing for me to... So what do you do whenever I'm on the podcast? <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of you and uh, Dominic Purcell photoshopped heads <laughs> fucking each other that I just... I'm still convinced. Did you wear a kilt with no underpants at a, a live podcast in Melbourne? Oh, yeah. Oh, this. God. Yep. I did hear a little bit about this. What yep. happened? Uh, it was the Dum Dum podcast. Was it the drunk cast or another it was, podcast? It was the drunk cast. The famous so, drunk cast. The very famous drunk cast where the Little Dum Dum Club, which is a great podcast great by Tommy Daslow, Carl Chandler. I am on the, I think, not most recent, but the last episode of the comedy festival. Mm. I am being particularly mean-spirited to Carl, but it is good fun. Yeah, because that's what... You're on there to just be a, a shit to your mate. So yeah. at the end of the every Correct. Melbourne, that is exactly yeah, you, the reason for that podcast. You go on to just be a piece of shit yeah. to one of your comedian mates. You say the worst things to each other, and the audience get to laugh at how much of it's the closest you'll ever see what it's like to be actual friends with comedians. I mean, it really is. I mean, that is the great genius of that is because 
if you think about it, and this is what the audience gets in that show that they don't necessarily get in other shows, I'm there because I love these guys. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I would not be there. This isn't an I obligation have, podcast. Yeah, I'm this, doing this because it's fucking fun. There's nothing in this for me other than I think this is a fun thing to do. But then you get there and you are all just like there was a point i even said to carl afterwards i said was that okay today because i went so because the audience were loving it yeah of I course could not stop going so hard <laughs> and so mean at him and and it was he was like no i mean this is the podcast and i was like yeah of course this is the podcast yeah. like this is what the show you is wouldn't about. apologize if it was your if it was in friendly conversation right. and yeah. that's of course what it is yeah so we're doing the drunk cast which is a famous one that they don't uh <laughs> I just spilled wine on the table. But yeah, but it's wiped clear. That's so, wiped clear. Yeah. That's fine. Oh, your spot is almost faded. Look at that. Yeah, but this one on the floor is a bit more. <sighs> I mean, well, the floor's purple anyway. Yeah, I mean, that'll it. just blend in eventually. Yeah, or, or we can just get I the mean, other two was, balls and just you know even what? it all up. This was probably just white carpet originally. <laughs> yeah, it it only so looks long. purple now because they've evened out the... It's like, uh, you know, when the cat in the hat came and they had, they'd spread the... Yeah, just yeah. spread it everywhere. Cover, yeah. Yeah, cover the cat in the hat, guys. <laughs> Topical reference. <laughs> The edgy topical comedy of Will Anderson. Take that <laughs> cat in the hat. Don't yeah. come back. Doctor Zeus, more like Doctor. Uh, I've not seen Star Wars. Uh, that's now my get out of joke free card. Take that, Theodore Geisel. Um, Doctor so Zeus is real now. Oh, is it? Oh. Anyway, the <laughs> the drunk cast is the they don't record it in any way because that's what it is. But it's a room full of two hundred audience members. It goes on for like three hours, yeah, and it's you crazy. have to be shit faced when you're there. And this year they all decided to dress up. It was a dress up show, so. I didn't know this when I came over. So the only thing I had with me was the kilt. I brought my kilt with me to go to Reese uh, Nicholson's engagement party. Okay, sure. So I was going to wear my kilt because Tommy was like, that's hilarious. And everyone was like, you're going to go true Scotsman, which means wearing... Just for the record, though, I don't think he can have an engagement party, Reese Nicholson, because I went to his wedding. So oh, he, the, mean, he's, yeah. he's married He's now, married. So. He's married. That is true. He, went, he got the... Uh, this is this is Australia. Reese Nicholson, a uh, wonderful gay comedian, and Zoe Kumsmar, a wonderful gay comedian, uh, decided that because they couldn't legally get married in Australia, uh, that well, they the, would marry each the other. The most prejudiced argument you ever hear in the marriage equality debate is like, you can get married, you just have to marry someone of the opposite sex. So to parody that idea, two gay people of the opposite sex decided that they get, would get married. Get married. Now, it wasn't legally binding, but, but you can see uh, Hannah Gadsby's speech on the internet is one of the most magnificent yep. bits of comedy and satire. Goosebumps in the audience. Crazy. Yeah. And I had a small cameo in the show where they uh, had Very to funny sign coming. their wills. And you and were. I was the will. It's a, pun, a will pun too. Really yeah. on brand. Yeah, so yeah, was, exactly. <laughs> what, that's why. They, that's how they got you in. You don't support gay marriage, but you no, do support puns. I support will puns. I support... <laughs> The, my endeavour to get Will branded everywhere. I was willing to take place in that abomination. Willing. No, it was honestly one of the most beautiful yeah. comedy shows. Like, it was a brilliant comedy show. Mm. It was everything a comedy festival is all about. But yes, you brought out your kilt and you decided to wear the kilt to the little dum-dum. And obviously, within about uh, 30 seconds, I flashed the audience because it was all that. Is it true, Scotsman? And of course I am. You, you don't wear an underwear with a kilt. It's right. Gen- it's, no, it's not okay. It's not okay? No. It's, it's not the Scottish way. It's not the Scottish way. It's a country and of commandos. Will, 
Yeah, and it, and you will get bullied into the ground if you ever do. I've never done it, but I've seen people that have and just get merciless. If you're wearing anything under that kilt, you've got something to hide in your... This right. is not the way it works. And it, the other thing is that like the Scottish are not like the Irish either, right? Like for some same strange reason, even though like there is some vague geographical yeah. proximity, like... Irish people, you know, they talk about the Irish curse, you know, the the small penis of the Irish people. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm not pre- like I'm. That's that's a. It may be a myth or a cliche, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's a cliche for a reason. They call it the Irish curse. Like you know, Irish people have small cocks, but Scottish people traditionally don't have. necessarily have small cocks. No, we do not. And so they're very happy to get Why them out yeah, under of the kilt. Yeah, I just, feel like maybe you just got to make sure the kilt's long enough. I feel like mate, that's maybe why the kilt came about. Yeah, just it's because Scottish guys couldn't fit themselves <laughs> into pants. literal literal deck swinging. Yeah, like actual deck swinging. <laughs> Just being like, look, I can get it to hit my belly button. Mate, I'm just very manly and it's very uncomfortable in these dacks. Is there any way we could uh, wear some sort of male skirt? skirt? Just <laughs> just if anyone wanted to we... I mean, don't call it a skirt. Call yeah. it something more manly yeah. than a skirt. K- but... Like we killed something. Kilt. Kilt. Done. Oh, Kilt it. Oh, great. Kilt it. Brilliant. So yeah, about 250 people definitely saw my dick. And then uh, Tom Ballard pretended to blow me. And then Demi Lardner pretended to rim me. And then I full on snogged Tom Ballard for about 45 seconds. I hope your mum's listened all the way. Oh, she's... <laughs> She saw the pictures of me kissing Tom Ballard and was over the moon. Like it was, it was the end of the show. She was like, "Finally, Daniel." Yeah, it, it, was, it was, it was, like, yeah. Oh, genuinely, like she was like, "Yes, and Tom Ballard." Oh, I love him. This is perfect. I mean, what a catch! Yeah, exactly. What a catch! What a catch! She would be thrilled. Good for both of you. International passports. Oh, straight. I mean, yeah, yeah. You guys would be a fucking power couple too. We would. Two of the hottest young comedians on the planet. Yeah, and just just and having a good old time together. Fucking uh, So at it. the end, Nick Cody kissed uh, Dilruk Jai Singer just as a joke. That's a more Tom, awkward. See, that was it. They then. were like, "Oh, we'll kiss. It'll be good." And I'm yeah. like, "If you're gonna kiss someone, fucking kiss yeah. him." Uh, kiss like, a, kiss very, someone who kisses. Yeah. Kiss like you mean it. Yeah. Kiss like no one's watching. Yeah. And you even know, though everyone's watching. Yeah. <laughs> All right, look, I've I've kissed more than enough women in my time. What's what's one to the man to that list? I've kissed uh, several guys. Several. I was only my I, I, I tend to only do it as like in that situation where it's uh, I've never done it for realsies. I've never done it when I wasn't about ten pills in. But. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so even then I've not done it but then again I've never been 10 pills in you monster Scott Brennan who's a gay comedian from Melbourne also is like I st- say to this day like I patched him on the steps of the uh, hi-fi bar when I was about 26 or 27 and I had had so much ecstasy and it was like about 4 o'clock in the morning and we had a snog for like a minute on the steps of the hi-fi bar and I still to this day get a little shiver when I think about it. <laughs> like I told... I told people, I was like, Scott Brennan is honestly one of the best kisses. I, I have tried to remember it. Not just, like, not for some reason. Just like, with your hand? No, but I've tried to remember it because I want to give someone else the, exp- the, the experience. experience that he gave me. I'm <laughs> like, amazing. how can I recreate like that joy that like I mean wow oh well like, no I'm, I'll be honest I'm just jealous now because I did not get that feeling with Tom yeah. Tom was a good kisser but there was no point during it where I was like 
like this is a this is a good kiss, and I re- I'll respect the t- the technique, and there's nothing unpleasant about this. But I, I, do, I do wish it was a girl. Yeah. No. Of all my like, so I reckon it's happened four or five times in my life, and uh, of all those times, that's the only time that I would honestly say. I was like, I mean, if that's how good he is at kissing, imagine how good he is at sucking dick. I mean, I did think that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like that's no, I mean, yeah, it was, but the other thing about that stuff is like, I always think all these things, you know, as much as, because Cody and Dill, for example, are two guys who don't in any way have a fluent sexuality. I no, no, Cody is, a, Cody is a man's man. Right, a proper man, like a, a man's 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 Then man. again, Cody's kissed me. Yeah. Everybody, and this is the thing that I want people to feel a little bit more comfortable about, is this idea the bonding rituals of people i mean we were talking about prison yeah like the way that sexuality exists in prison as opposed to how it exists in the real world both in a non-consensual sense but also from what i understand in a consensual sense because if you're alone in that environment often you adapt to that environment because you have certain needs regardless of who they are i mean they're demonstrations of the idea it's that kind of idea that lipstick lesbianism has never been a problem like, no, lesbianism? Well, no one gives a problem if girlfriends go out and have a passion, a fucking yeah, yeah. disco or whatever. But the idea that men might do that for a laugh or for fun or yeah. for even the pleasure of it is an idea. But I reckon if a woman passions another woman, there's still this sort of thing of going, oh, well, whatever, you know. Like, yeah. Which is probably, weirdly <laughs> enough, it's probably the ultimate case of... Uh, misogyny yeah. it's probably the way that we look at the society because i reckon with women when people like when like yeah girls are kind of having a passionate party people are always like yeah but they'll eventually go back to men yeah. whereas like if one man passes another get man once they're like he's a guy yeah forever so, so either, why would you go back so either way men always win that's yeah. essentially yeah. at the heart of it it's a misogynist statement of going which eventually everyone wants to end up with a man yeah <laughs> But it's also- if you try a man, once you go man, you'll never go back again. <laughs> it's, it's the thing. So, like, you're taught all through your life that if you love something, you kiss it. There's nothing in your life. Right. Like, you talk about pets, trophies, even outside of family and people. Pets, trophies, if you love something, you kiss it. But if you're just fucking, especially, which a lot of my relationships are with other guys. Which is really, surprisingly, I love macho fucking relationships, right? Right. Where you're just a fucking piece of shit to the other person. Your way of getting across your love to that person is by belittling them, by bullying them, by being a... Just because that's... Right. That is, it's, that's how... That's your relationship. That's my relationship. I have that with Kai. I have that with Cody. All my close male friends are people... I ne- don't say a nice fucking thing to them. Everything is an insult. How can I fuck you over? That's what we show love. But then when you get drunk and when you're on drugs, you just get this little bit of going... Fuck. And you just you can't say I love you to a guy friend. I know you can't blah blah, but you just I, can. I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> and when that's, you that's the difference between you and I. I like literally the hardest thing for me to do always is to stop telling people that I love them. Oh, I can tell and people, if, but I can't, like I couldn't just in sober conversation turn to Kai Humphreys, my best friend, my road buddy for say. If I was determined to be like, 
I love you, man. Like my the rest of my day would be ruined I because know, that would be. I know what you. And that's his way of saying I love you right. back. I know it. Right. But I'm still getting railed on for nine fucking hours. Oh no, I get that. I mean, uh, one of my closest friends, Charlie. You're a guest, yeah. Charlie. The Charlie that you are a guest, Charlie of. He always tells the story of the first night we met and he was wearing this like baseball cap and this final shirt and whatever and we were out at this disco and this girl came this disco because it was the oh. 1960s. <laughs> were you on roller skates? <laughs> we were at a discotheque and uh, a rival gang wanted to have a dance off. No. I um he, this girl came up to me at this uh, like uh, nightclub that we were at and she was kind of uh, an obvious looking nightclub girl she was very attractive but yes. she was very falling out of everything and being blah 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 so and, wife material yes so i uh I, I may have had a girlfriend at the time or maybe i just wasn't interested or whatever i can't remember but i he tells this as like the moment we met because we'd met previously that uh, but basically overheard me saying i was i said oh, fuck why don't you just go and talk to fred durst <laughs> <laughs> and he remembers it from that day. He's like, Fred Durst? No, I'm sorry, man, but you look like fucking Fred Durst. You're dressed like Fred Durst. Um, but, but, but men do do that. You know? and, but I, but I, I do have a... I, I gush. I mean, even after that live show that we did in you Melbourne. You know, I gush. Like afterwards, I grabbed everybody and yeah. like fucking gushed at them for a little bit because mm. I... You know, when I love somebody, I want to tell them that I love them, and I don't give a shit. Yeah, and I don't care. How, yeah, no, I get that. I don't care how much this embarrasses you. I enjoy gushing, right? And that's what you do with some guy friends. But sometimes, especially like me and a uh, Nick, just had one night. We we're just like his girlfriend was there. Luch, she's an amazing woman. Just genuinely went around, and she was like, "I'm genuinely worried that you love each other more than like he loves you." Point to me more than he loves me, and obviously that's just a challenge to me and Cody. So what happens is we both pretend to go kiss. But now we're in an alpha situation where whoever pulls out, this is how male brain works, whoever pulls out the kiss first is gay. Like, you just go, right. and we're just going, and we're, because nothing about the kiss Whoever is, stops sucking this dick, dick first, first is, gay. is gay. Whoever does it, oh, look at you, did what it, oh, gay, what you worried? <laughs> what are you going to enjoy it? Are you going to enjoy it? You're gay. That's just, it makes no sense. I'll show you how ungay I, I am. am. I'm going to have sex with all these guys. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to an all-male orgy. orgy. Yeah. <laughs> Morgan Freeman's doing the intro. And the yeah, show I'm is sorry. called The Morgan Free Men. More than three men. <laughs> More than three men. Fuck! Ah! Edit this down. That was a joke in progress, but it got there in the end. Wasn't it a joke? <laughs> What's in it? That's like a high school mathematics exam where they go... Show your work. <laughs> <laughs> Expand the brackets. Right. Oh. You got the right answer, but yeah. we want to know how you got there. <laughs> All right. Well, we uh, we did the plugs forty minutes ago. Yeah, and we also stopped. Set, like, there must be people listening times. to this going, guys. But here's the thing: we've now done one hour fifty nine uh, minutes and forty four seconds. Oh, let's so do a countdown to the two hour mark and finish have, it then. Yeah, we'll just so we have ten seconds to go now. Ten. Thanks for listening. Nine, eight, eight seven, seven, six, five, five four, <laughs> three, three, two, one. one. Fuck you all. <laughs>